Let's get started. So it is April 23rd, 2022, session five of In the Footfalls of Giants. Last week, you guys took a very roundabout route to get where I wanted you to go, which included going to a <laughs> guild to apply for jobs at the Merchants Guild and also getting into a bar fight. Listen, you shouldn't have given us a bar. <laughs> I shouldn't have given you a bar to fight. What was I thinking? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have fight the bar. But let's get a little bit more granular with this recap. You guys landed on Envaca. Uh, <laughs> Elias used his go-to uh, fake name of Tommy Tosterone, was it? To Tostino. Tostino. Tommy Tostino. Tortino? Tommy Tostino. Tostino. My bad. Whatever the fuck I said. It was Tommy Tostino. That's what it was. Yes. You guys made port. You disembarked. You decided, hey, maybe we should disguise Elias. Unfortunately, you didn't have a lot of supplies for disguising, so Finch whipped up a disguise out of Band-Aids all over Elias's face. <laughs> you went and had your first real food in weeks or months. Oh, yep. <laughs> which left Galva an unfortunate sobbing wreck. A plot hook came by to introduce himself and you chased him away. Sorry. We were eating breakfast. <laughs> it was fucking breakfast time. Don't interrupt my... What did I eat? Like some weird fucking... French toast. That's the one. Fancy French toast. Yes. Now I just want to go to IHOP. Yeah, right? So you, you chased away the plot hook, then <laughs> meandered about, went to the Merchants Guild, see if they had any work. Unfortunately, they were only contracting out to people who were part of the guild. You guys were going to fill out applications, which you guys could still do in this session. Well. Finch noticed that some dude was eyeballing you from one of the uh, the upper floors, but... Didn't I, I, did Finch mention it to the group? I don't think Finch mentioned it to the group. No, they didn't. <laughs> Thanks, Finch. All right. Bye, plot hook. Bye, plot hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was dropping plot hooks left and right. You're like, nah, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll think about it later. Not today, Satan. We were exploring our options, and then yeah. one of them picked us. Look, so. Finch was just so overwhelmed. Leave them alone. <laughs> it's okay, Benji. We love it's, you. It's so funny to me <laughs> i'm like man let's see if they want to engage with this no all right never mind <laughs> we love your gay man i know you do that's why i'm not upset i don't really care um i just think it's hilarious i'm like uh, i've got all these different little things I'm like, oh i'll work this in i'm like obviously they're gonna they're gonna question this they're gonna look into this no 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 listen we wanted to have a variety of options and then be like all right let's pick this one yeah and then we fucked it up. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so then after you guys got your applications and left, you're like, hey, it's, uh, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. Let's go get day drunk. Yep. So you went to uh, 10th level, which is in the Gilded Slums. You met the bartender, a drow named Araldra, who convinced the dread Captain Zelias to uh, have a shot of Death Stranding, which hit him like a fucking tank. And then he got into a drinking contest with a fucking curmudgeon bugbear, which resulted in a bar fight that, thanks to Galva and Ao, all the other patrons who were members of Mammon Machine got knocked the fuck out. Yay. Hmm. And the bar was essentially destroyed. To When Areldra came back after inquiring about a job for you, uh, basically said, well, guess what? Now you have to take this job. <laughs> and then introduced you to the first plot hook that you chased away, Perloin, who is in the service of Lady Olahara, the leader of the Mammon Machine. Perloin brought you to her manor, 
you guys sat down. She asked you if you knew anything about the political climate of the region, to which most of you uh, shrugged your shoulders and like, oh, we only live here. <laughs> so basically, she explained that Doth is in a little bit of upheaval, bit of civil unrest right now. Three major powers are kind of in play for who's going to sort of control Doth, and everyone seems to have different designs on not only how the planet should be run, but also their status in regards to the Aether Council. Her primary rival is Zasliara, the leader of the Kyrie Syndicate, and she said that she believes that Zasliara has found a way to ingratiate herself to the Aether Council. And that is, she believes she knows of a ruin that has not been discovered by the Aether Council of the uh, Forgotten Giant Race. It is supposed to be on a rogue planet that has been yeeted from its orbit. Woo. No one has been able to find the planet. Olihara believes that Zasliara might found a way and is employing you to get your asses geared up, find out what Zasliara knows, and if she does know, in fact, how to get there to this uh, planet, beat her to it and claim the artifact for her. Easy. Mm -hmm. She gave you guys kind of a blank check to get yourselves outfitted, get your ship prepared and fueled up, and that is where we left. Cool. Yeah. I go to Spencer's Gifts. No, you go to you you go to Spencer's <laughs> gifts and you get a mug shaped like a butt. Good job. Oh my god, how do you know that's what I wanted? Because <laughs> that is what you find exclusively at Spencer's gifts. Pretty much. Only butt mugs. <laughs> so add one butt mug to your inventory, Rio. Oh hell yeah. I am literally giving you a butt mug. Oh dude, I wasn't being serious. I get a butt mug. <laughs> It does not do anything. It, it, it's a butt. It's a mug. It's a butt. It's the butt shape. It's a butt and a mug. <laughs> but is it like, is it real big? Can I fit a lot of coffee in it? Um. Yeah, you can. It's it's one of those like super big mugs. All right. You know, it's like a big gulp. Miscellaneous items. <laughs> but, uh, but butt mug be thick. Yes. Big butt shape, a mug, and entered. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> We're off to a great start tonight. So, so Kiwi put in your notes that Slice from oh, Space no, Spencers. That as soon as you left Olihara's Manor, you went to Space Spencers, and the first thing you guys bought, the first thing, not supplies, not armor, not weapons, not rations, not you know repairs for the ship. Nope, you bought a button. No, no, no. This isn't a you guys. This is all your shitty captain. You don't have to <laughs> blame everyone else. Your captain. I, I think. Um, yeah. Good. I just think like we split up to get our stuff, and when we met up, all Zelias had was just a butt mug. I can't think of anything else to get for real. So, <laughs> so now, now, no honest question. Now, uh -huh. are you actually splitting up? Because that means you're leaving Galva on her own. Well, I was thinking we go uh -oh. two, two on two, if we split up at all. Or do you just want to stick together for simplicity's sake? We could do that as well. Because if you did split up two by two, I was going to ask who was Finn chaperoning. And how much do they worry about the other two parties? Actually, you know what? Yeah, we should all stay together so that Finch doesn't have a fucking condition. I think they started to split up, but then Finch just put a stop to it. Don't. Yes. Just no. I am your nanny. You stay together. Because I would like to reiterate, you were in a bar for 10 minutes before you fought everyone in it. I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? Zelaz, do me a favor. Roll me a constitution save real quick. Oh, I want to see if you're sobering up yet. 
Okay. Because yeah, you drank a lot of that Death Stranding. I did drink more of that than any mortal should have. Uh, I rolled a two. Yeah, you are. Nope. You... <laughs> plus, plus, hang on. Is it is a saving throw? Or it's, is it just con? Saving throw, it's, a, yeah. it's a saving throw. Saving throw. Okay. In that case, it's a five. No, no, no wait. You have... Yeah. Wait, what did I say that I rolled? A two. Two. Two plus three oh, is five. Oh, I the wrong dot. Yeah, you're right. A two, so plus three. So, yeah. You are staggering and wobbling all over the place. He's not in the mood to start shit. I actually think that's why you went to Space Fencers first, because you're still kind of shit-faced. You yeah. saw the butt mug, and it's, you know when you're drunk, it's the <laughs> funniest fucking thing in the world? <laughs> yeah, like, in sure. a couple of hours, you're going to look at that mug and go, what the fuck? And then he's going to drink out of it, because it's a huge mug. But he's like, you, that's but, fine. But like, whatever, you know what, I bought it. I bought it. It's for coffee now. <laughs> so I think that's how that butt mug got, got into your inventory. I don't even think you remember buying it later. Probably I think don't. You just... <laughs> I probably don't remember accepting the job either. Nope. That's fine. <laughs> oh, you don't know where you're going. <laughs> Does Galvin need to just haul him like a sack of potatoes oh, so that we can, can get shopping? He can um, walk. No, he can walk. Just not okay. very good. He's swaying and staggering. He's probably just leaning on Finch because Finch is the only thing that's like his size. Yeah, that's fine. I also think he might be like looking in the shops and be like, oh man, that's awesome. Uh, you know what? I'm going to... Some of that money is going to go to superfluous <laughs> spending because of your drunk captain. Um, ah! Hold on. Oh, thank hold God. On. Hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna pull up a random item table here. Hold on. How many dragon dildos are we going to walk away with? <laughs> oh! I think we should just roll 1d4 dragon dildos. I agree. <laughs> I've got a d4 right here. Uh, two. Okay, you get the double-headed dragon dildo called the Hydra. <gasps> um... Go ahead, put that in, go ahead and put that in your inventory. Oh my god, hang on. I'm, god, I'm doing this and I hate myself for it. Hold on. <laughs> Is it two-sided? Like a double-sided dildo? Um, It it looks like a wishbone. Oh, weird. Yeah. Double-headed wishbone. <laughs> Shaped dildo called the Hydra. What's the second one she gets? Or does that count as the two? No, hold on. I'll think of one. I'll think of one. Hold on. <laughs> He's I'm, gonna I'm... hang that on his wall because it's shaped weird. He's like, I don't even know what to do with it. Other people have, like, mounted hunting trophies. Elias just has a wall of dildos. <laughs> I told you I had to start a collection. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Gotta get the uh... best one at every port. That's why we're doing yeah. this. Uh... It's gonna. His room's gonna end up looking like the, uh, Borderlands 3, like, bedrooms where you can mount your cool guns, only it's just gonna be, like, weird dildos and shit. Yes. Alright, so, I'll get to the other dildo in a second. So, okay. actually, <laughs> we're gonna... I'll get to the other dildo in a second. <laughs> that, is a, that, that is a line that has been recorded. Fuck me. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I like the idea of the double-headed wishbone-shaped dildo called the Hydra having two dragon heads on each side. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Natch. Like, there's nothing penis about this, so unless you, you specifically know it's a dildo, it probably just looks like a weird dragon decoration. <laughs> which is why it's on the wall. He's like, oh. <laughs> Don't ask questions. I hate this so much. <laughs> you don't, though. Okay. Um. Alright, actually, here's what we're gonna do. Uh-oh. Rio, I need you to roll me a d100 four times. Oh my god. Well, hold on. Let me just pull the dice roller then. I'll just put them in like 10 and 2. 
Nine and three. And I'll let you figure out what this translates to in D100 talk. All right. We're gonna we're, we're gonna see what Zelias's drunk spending gets you guys. So does that mean that it's two, 93, 19, and twenty-one? Okay, I was yeah. right. Okay. It's probably safe to say after the fourth useless purchase, Finch may take the uh the requisition thing away from him. These may not be <laughs> as useless as you think. Holy shit. Um wait, oh. really? Oh, sick. Wait, really? Hold, hold on. <laughs> I will add these into my inventory, whatever they are. You might want to divvy them up. Hold on. I'm okay. just I'm making notes here. Hold up. Oh boy. I wanna I gotta look into some of these to make sure that I'm not giving level babies like god killing weapons and stuff <laughs> and other random things. Uh oh don't worry, I'll make it kill gods. Yeah, knowing Scott, the most dangerous thing you've given us is that butt mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is going to be the ultimate weapon. Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is, you found it. Like, I don't know how he's going to use it, but... I'll figure out a way. He'll find a way. Okay. So, I think at some point, Finch, you just lose track of Zelias. Oh, oh no. Where'd I go? And, Zelias, you find this curio store just has just all this miscellaneous, like, stuff. Okay. And you're you're pretty drunk, so you're not really caring about the price tag. Yeah, you have this blank check from uh, from Lady Olihara, and I think you just kind of grab a couple of things, and uh-huh. then on your way out, you're like, "Yeah, you just bill it to Lady Ali Ali Oxenfree," and just kind of <laughs> walk out. Bill it to that one old broad. <laughs> you know the one. And you walk up to the crew, and you have mm. four items. Oh no! Okay. And the items are a spell guard shield. Okay. A marble elephant, Whoa. like a, a marble elephant statue. I have that now. Okay. <laughs> a ring of shooting stars and a belt of hill giant strength. <laughs> oh, shit. What? That's actually very good. So if you would like to know what these items do, let me okay. know. Like, which ones do you want to know? All of them. Oh, oh clearly. Are you kidding? Okay. I want to know what they all do, Ant. I vaguely know what the hill giant strength one is, and Jesus Christ! Yeah. Why would I not want to know what they all do? So, the spell guard shield. While holding the shield, you have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. And spell attacks have disadvantage against you. It also gives you plus two to your AC. Okay. Okay? I think Galvis okay, is quietly taking that. Definitely put this in chat. I mean, Finch was also looking for a shield. She, well, oh, well, that's true. They? Yes. So we might have to rock, paper, scissors over this. The marble elephant. This marble statuette is about four inches high and long. It can become an elephant for up to 24 hours. (laughs) What? (laughs) Once it has been used, it cannot be used again until seven days have passed. Okay. Once a week, we can just have an elephant. So you have have an elephant for one day every week, (laughs) if you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fucking great. I also don't think, Zelias, I don't think you realize that you could actually summon an elephant with this thing. I think you'd just be like, oh, hey, elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He didn't read the instruction booklet. He's just like, oh, hey, elephant. I've seen those. <laughs> Space elephant. Space elephant. The ring of shooting stars. While wearing this ring in dim light or darkness, you can cast dancing lights and light from the ring at will. Casting either spell from the ring requires an action. The ring has six charges for the other following properties. The ring gains 1d6 expended charges daily at dawn. So okay. uh, you can expend one charge to cast Fairy Fire. You can expend two charges 
to cast Ball Lightning. Ooh. So you can expend two charges as an action to create one to four three-foot diameter spheres of lightning. The more spheres you create, the less powerful each sphere is individually. Each sphere appears in an unoccupied space you can see within 120 feet of you. The spheres last as long as you concentrate, as if concentrating on a spell, up to one minute. Each sphere sheds dim light in a 30-foot radius. As a bonus action, you can move each sphere up to 30 feet, but no farther than 120 feet away from you. When a creature other than you comes within five feet of a sphere, the sphere discharges lightning at the creature and disappears. Oh, neat. The creature must make a DC... Okay. Um, and then shooting stars, you can spend one to three charges in action. For every charge you expend, you launch a glowing moat of light from the ring at a point you can see within 60 feet of you. Each creature within a 15-foot cube originating from that point is showered in sparks and must make a DC 15 deck saving throw, taking 5d4 fire damage on a failed save. Wow. Yeah. And then the Belt of Hill Giant Strength. While wearing this belt, your strength score changes to a score granted by the belt. If your strength is already equal to or greater than the belt score, the item has no effect on you. Six varieties of this belt exist, corresponding with and having rarity according to the six kinds of true giants. So this mm -hmm. is the Hill Giant. The strength is 21. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, I mean... wearing this, your strength immediately becomes 21. Huh. I think we should give that to Galva, just yeah. on principle. Absolutely. For sure. I, I think she's speechless. <laughs> yeah, I found this belt. I don't know. It's too big for me. You want it? Actually, I should probably, like, roll Arcana to see if she even knows what this is, or if she just thinks it's a cool giant accessory that he somehow <laughs> found somewhere. <laughs> she's very fashion conscious. Apparently. Um, okay, 18 Arcana. Oh, wow. I feel with an 18 Arcana, this, so... So I think this being a, a giant kin relic, yeah, I feel like this is stuff that like it would be at least taught in schools or like taught about in some you know in, in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, also she worked with her father. Yeah. he probably knew all about this kind of equipment. So the fact that your drug captain just stumbled out of a shop with one, <laughs> it's like, first of all, you don't know how much he spent, and two. There's a solid chance the person who's selling it wasn't... Well, no, there, there's no way the person selling it didn't know what it was. Your captain spent a lot of money on someone else's tab for this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you absolutely recognize what this is. Mm -hmm. She's speechless for a good solid minute when she's, like, looking it over, trying to, like, confirm that this is a real fucking thing and not just some replica that he got from Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Space Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> that, like... It's gonna it's gonna have a dick pop up somewhere no. because <laughs> no, it's real and and then like, thank you. Yeah, don't mention it. It's not like I paid for it. <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh... you will. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. Oh boy. Should we get those back before uh, we get the consequences of this? You hear from one of the doors down the lane. No refunds. <laughs> well, you heard the parcel. Well, I suppose that answers that question. All right, who uh. was the elephant? Zelaya's <laughs> <laughs> not giving a fuck. <laughs> not a single fuck, really. So I, I think Galva probably wants the belt of giant strength. Mm -hmm. Yes. That means Finch probably will give the spell guard shield. Yeah, I would be pleased with that shield. It sounds very good. So I guess uh, it leaves if Zelias wants an elephant or if he wants a ring. I don't think Zelias is sober enough to care. 
can I say something? Yeah. Yes. So I really like the idea of the smallest person in the party getting the biggest familiar. Because <laughs> the idea of Ao riding anywhere into battle on an elephant <laughs> fucking cracks me up. But also, Zelias with an elephant also cracks me up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't lose either way. Okay, I think I might take the elephant depending on how exactly it's summoned. How does it work? It just says once it has been used, it doesn't. So, however, it's really however you want to summon it. Oh, fair. Just speak the command word and throw the figurine to a point on the ground within 60 feet of you. Damn it. Oh, okay. okay. I'll still take it. Okay. But the fact that it has to be on the ground ruins a lot of my ideas. Oh, no. I mean, we can make up our own rules. Yeah. This is space. You, uh, uh, all right, Scott, what did you want to do? I'm curious. Throw it up in the air, yell the command word, and drop an elephant on somebody. Yes. Yeah, right? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'll allow it. I, I Listen, the random dice gave you an elephant. I would be a poor DM if I did not let you drop it on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. So yeah, I guess Aya will take the elephant figurine. Excellent. And Zelias has a cool ring that does magic. Yeah. <laughs> More magic. More magic. And hey, that helps him out because he's still relearning how to magic. Mm -hmm. Still level babies. Yes. Oh my god. I'm so happy. So here's the thing. So because you got these weapons because you're drunk captain, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to put a hard limit on some of the stuff that you probably would have already gotten because your captain spent mm -hmm. a lot of money that wasn't yours. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What am I? Honestly, the other than this nonsense, all that you really need is just the ship repaired and refueled and restocked. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be your biggest expense. And I need, like, armor for Finch. And then armor yeah. for Finch. Oh, so I was going to do a little bit of an armor upgrade, but we already said that Galva's not getting plate, just splint. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'll do. So for now, just for argument's sake, let's get Finch the armor that they need, mm -hmm. and obviously your ship. Let's hold off yeah. on the splint mail. Okay. Just because okay. you still have another city to go to. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can probably rock somebody there. <laughs> and let's like let's see how all that goes. But yeah, I mean you are exceptionally buff now too, so Yes. Oh yay. Shit. I mean I just we just maxed out your strength with this item. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> Good job, drunk captain. Well done. <laughs> high five. Zelias high fives himself. <laughs> he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, congratulations, Drunk Elias. You managed to come out with some fucking really epic finds. Uh -huh. And there is no way. Like, holy shit, you are going to be in so much debt. You already need to pay for Aureldra's bar that you ruined. And uh, mm -hmm. no, I don't need to. <laughs> I am a pilot. All right, hold on. I don't need to do anything I don't want to do. I'm actually creating a separate document oh. for... <laughs> How much fucking money you either owe people or just flat out ripped them off from. It might make things interesting down the line when people decide to come after me for my bounty. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I, I kind of want to do. Be like, okay, so you... Let's see. All right. So, crimes of the reliable. <laughs> let's see. Parentheses, a just the lies. No, AO murdered oh. three people. <laughs> including... Yeah, got one. Yeah, I, I'll get there, including Head Warden. No one witnessed it, though. 
No witnesses. Nobody witnessed it. <laughs> Zelias took credit for all of that, like a prick. Okay. Well, I mean, this is also just for my own thing. Um, yes. Maybe have a have two columns: one for the person who did it, one for the person who's getting blamed for it. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's. I'll put that in parentheses. Uh, Zelias blamed. Uh, Finch stole a book from the library. <laughs> Brought stole a monster a book from prison. Library. <laughs> what a the worst criminal. Galva impaled dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Uh Zelias. Yay. Let's see. Uh obviously breaking out of prison goes for everybody. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. Zelias uh destroyed 10th level. O's Eraldra. For repairs and bought rare magic items on Olihara's tab, then fucked off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, maybe I'll pay her back later, but I haven't decided yet. It depends oh, on I how know. much booty. You're going to take it out of our payment. It's fine. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll be lucky if we break even at this point. <laughs> It's fine. As long as we get the ship repaired and stocked up, we can just fuck off to another planet and fuck someone else over. Mm. <laughs> That's the pirate way, baby. Yeah, you can't friendship this. This is the pirate game. I'm not here for friendship. I'm here for piracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start illegally downloading anime now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Or like movies. This document is, is literally just being called crimes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Something occurs to me. So, yeah, Galva's strength is maxed out, but when I do put, like, two more skill points into strength, I could just hand this belt off to someone else. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ao can become giant <laughs> I'll give it to Ao. But, like, we'll wrap it around her entire body. It'll be like a bandolier rather than a belt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can't really wear a, a Galva-sized belt. So, all right. I mean, they're magic. True. So you guys, you guys have, have bought, your captain irresponsibly bought four powerful magic items including an elephant um, <laughs> so what would you guys like to do now oh god i want you to know i was not planning on any of this but the idea of zelaya's drug shopping on someone's tab was too good and i was like I said, as i was looking at these items i'm like huh these are actually really useful for you guys so yes that's wonderful i thought they would have just been useless trinkets no Nope. No, I just like, I was going to go that route, but I'm like, you know, it's funnier if he just spends so much goddamn money <laughs> that is not his. God. <laughs> now, he wouldn't do that to other pirates, but people like her that are like just hoarding all the money, he doesn't have a problem with that. She's got the money to spare. He does have the money to spare, and so he will spend it for her. <laughs> He's doing her a favor. He's helping small businesses. He's doing everyone a favor. Yeah, he's keeping the economy going. That's all right. We'll find out. We'll see if well, Zelias is fucking around. Let's see if he finds out later. We'll Fine. see how this goes. So what armor were you thinking about for Fitch? Um, just like leather armor or studded leather armor. Um, something that I could disguise as like a cool jacket. Okay. Do you want it to be a jacket? Kind of, yeah. Ooh. Because I'm thinking like you are kind of working for the Mammon Machine. Do you want a Mammon Machine leather jacket? 
Yes and no. I don't know if that's wise since we're going to um, one of the Maimon Machine competitors. You can modify it. It's just going to have a skull on it. And I figure because of, you know, Helen Vore and Wilhelm, mm-hmm. you could modify the skull. Okay. Yes. Finch has no problem with skulls. Okay. Skulls are good. Yeah. Um, so do you want it to be a black leather jacket or would you rather a, a, a different color? Black is classic. Okay. Got to go with the classic black. Mm-hmm. Everything matches black. I think you can find a black leather jacket. And I think instead of like a massive jagged skull on the back, I think it's just a nice tasteful skull like on the lapel. Okay. Oh, cute. Or on the collar that you can very easily modify. So go ahead and add. Uh, and you know what? Because it's the Mammoth Machine, go ahead and add studded leather armor to your inventory because it, it would definitely have, like, metal studs, you know. Studs. Yeah. You're such a stud, on, like, bench. the shoulders and, like, al- along the bottom of it, so. Such a stud. Mm-hmm. What is, oh. Fucking stud. What's the AC of the studded leather armor? Is it? 12 plus your dex. 12. Plus dex, okay. And then this shield is a plus two shield, I think you said? Yep. Yes. Okay. Quick question. So do you want the leather jacket or would you rather have, like, the length of their lab coat? I do like lab coat. Kind of like a duster, maybe? Yeah, like a leather duster. I'm yes. a biker lab coat. Like a biker fucking studded leather lab coat. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically a leather duster. I hate it, but also I like it. <laughs> Would you prefer the duster look over the jacket look? I think for now, let's go with jacket. Okay. We'll expand Fitch's inventory later. Okay. Finch isn't cool enough to wear a duster. Not yet. Okay. Wow. They need to level up the charisma. He's barely cool enough to wear a fucking leather jacket. <laughs> All right. So, Finch. It's going to be hilarious. Go ahead. You have the studded leather armor in your inventory. Okay. And uh, the only other thing was you want to see if we get split mail for Galva, right? Yeah, splint armor. Splint armor. Uh, but I already switched it back to chain if we're on. Um... Well, let's, I mean, I'm keeping it in mind for when you go to the next city. Okay. Was there anything else you guys wanted to do in Vaca before you depart for Aposa? I mean, not unless we can do ship upgrades. Um, no. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do a ship upgrade right now. Didn't Ooh. God damn it. I want my forge. We also need more supplies. It's all fueled up, and it absolutely has rations and supplies now. You have potable water. Woo! You have food. Easy Mac. <laughs> you have, yes, you have uh, crates of Easy Mac. Goliath likes Easy Mac. Shut up. I've decided that just now. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you have you have supplies, you have medical supplies, and you have fueled up and repaired. So, are you guys uh, getting on board, heading to uh, Aposa? Unless anyone else has anything I to do, I can't think of anything yeah. else I want. But I'm sure, like in an hour or so, I'll realize that I needed something. Oh, I did want to ask. So this is something Finch would have asked, like while they were still on the ship and like getting to know Moot. Okay. Because Finch is going to be attempting to do research about a couple of things, mm-hmm. uh, aka Zelias and also Moot. Um, they would have asked Moot if there was like a piece of um, technological hardware that they could acquire that would work with Moot's systems. Like essentially, how much research will they be able to do through Moot's computer versus like are they going to need additional tech to help with research? How does the internet work in this universe? Does Moot have Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Moot would have explained that as long as Moot is in communications distance with a planet, they can access their internet, essentially. Okay. As far as being able to do research, you said you want to research the, the collar and also research Moot in general, right? And the reliable? Yep. So... You wouldn't necessarily need to upgrade any of the facilities or anything like that. On the reliable? Right. 
Okay. I mean, if you want to do like what would essentially be like high end surgery to even make an attempt to remove the collar from Zelias, then you would need an upgrade. Like the bed bay is not equipped for that. Okay. But that's not really something that you'd be able to do right now. Right. Especially given that like you're on Olihara's payroll, upgrading your med bay to like surgery class is just, Mm -hmm. it's not going to fly. Sure. Well, I mean, that's putting the cart before the horse a little bit anyway, at least as far as Finch can tell, because they have no idea how to remove this. Like based on what they learned when they first looked at it, it's impossible to remove. So they need to figure out how to remove it before, you know, wasting money on pointless upgrades at this point. In terms of research, yeah, like I said, as long as Moot has a connection to a communication distance with a with a planet, okay, they can do research and they can do things like piggyback signals off of satellites and things like that. Okay, so you don't even have to be that close to a planet. Okay, basically, you don't have to worry about you know, hey, we're not that close to a planet. Are we suddenly without internet? Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, it might be slow, but you could still access it. Sure. Well, I feel like most of the stuff Finch is going to be looking up is like text. Yeah, actually, I mean, so I'll, it really depends on, well, how about this? Roll me uh, just a sort of a generic investigation roll. Okay. Generic, oh, that's a crit one. Oh, Four. Wow. Okay. So I think if Finch had done any research before you guys made poor Invaca, I think they would have found a whole lot of nothing. Like, it's kind of one of those things, like, not only are there studies that are either restricted or they're like, hey, I wrote a paper on this, but you need to pay for this, 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 and that to get to that paper. That Okay. that's Yeah, that's something else I was wondering. Like, how much of this shit is behind a paywall? Oh, <laughs> a lot of it. Pretty much most of anything you would have looked up would have been behind a paywall. And even then, it's one of those things that you get a feeling that if you started poking into it, you might get tracked. You put on some lists. Wouldn't want that. Yeah, you might be put on some some lists. Okay, well, I guess we're going to need to figure out how to get around those paywalls. Figure out how to use a dark <laughs> yeah. web. This is where Finch's um, crimes are going to be, I guess. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 cyber crimes. Computer crime. Yeah, cyber crimes. It's a cyber, cyber crimes. crimes. <laughs> cyber robbery. Um, yep. Or you could, you could do things the old-fashioned way and look for books. Oh, like a nerd. Yes. Like a nerd. Or they can contact the authors of the paper because a lot of times those authors are happy to send their writings to curious individuals. Oh. Just bypass the publisher. That's mm-hmm. fair. Suck a dick publisher. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a dick publisher. Yeah. Eat shit publisher. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How dare you try to monetize knowledge? Yeah. That's right. This is the enlightened space feature, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like how this is the enlightened space future in the same session Zelias went on a drunken spending spree <laughs> and bought a magic elephant. Enlightenment. <laughs> One just random point of order before we move on. Of course. Um are we assuming that we're getting like like standard adventuring packs, things like ropes? Oh uh... yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm still looking at this list of items I just gave you. Holy shit. <laughs> you didn't have to. No, I, I, I'm saying holy shit because I can't wait for you guys to use them. I can't wait for the elephant. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why when I saw that you rolled an elephant, I'm like, oh, my God. This is going to be the best. I can't wait for Ao to make an elephant in the room pun. And then <laughs> there's an elephant literally in the room. <laughs> Let's address the elephant in the room. Boom. And then she launches elephant. And then it gets weird. <laughs> and then we ask the elephant its name. Because we're addressing it. 
Oh. And then we become its friend. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to come up with a name for this elephant. I'm gonna have to role play this elephant. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's just like Daisy. Maybe Ao could name it. Yeah, I'm gonna name it. Oh no, I fear what you're gonna name it. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So you guys have completed your shopping spree, and uh, so I think when you guys leave Vodka, normally there is uh, you usually <laughs> have to pay your docking fees and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they're waived at this point because word has gotten down that you you are working for Mistress Olahara. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you hop on the ship and uh, you prepare to disembark, Moot will be like, welcome back. I see you had a productive day. We got a small elephant. I'm sorry, what? Hey, so listen, Moot. So what's her name? I've forgotten her name. The lady, the boss that runs the place. So she said someone put a tracking device on you. I want you to find it because you're the robot machine. Oh, you're the you're the ship. I've already located it. All right. Have you? Can I? Where is it? It's in the engine room. All right. Open it. Let me go in there. I'll get it. I would advise against that. Why? Because it's attached to a bomb. Uh, all right. Well, open it anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your engine room? I'm gonna find it. I'm I'm just gonna start walking. Captain I'm gonna find it. Captain, are you inebriated? I'm not. He's so drunk. in your engine room. Shut up, fucking doctor. Roll deception with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. Uh oh my god, ants, I rolled two seventeens. <laughs> Hang on. What's my deception modifier? Oh god, it's different. Oh, okay, here. Roll deception. <laughs> Plus four. 17 plus four. 21. 21. Captain, your blood alcohol levels are off the charts. I rolled a 21? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you understand. I have diagnostic equipment. You are not fit to fly. You're spying on my blood. I'm not letting you in my engine room with a bomb while you're drunk. I, uh, uh, Doc. I wouldn't let him in there when he was sober. Wow, you go find it then. Do you know how to disarm a bomb? I don't. Do you? I'm a doctor, not a demolitions expert. <sighs> what kind of bomb is it? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I have to stop the urge from going the one that explodes. Um, <laughs> Galva, may I ask for clarification? Well, what would it take to disarm it? Scanning. So I think there's uh, it's going to scan the bomb. And I think Moot comes back with, I would imagine it would take some type of explosive expert. I'm real good at explosions. Captain, do I need to restrain you? Open your damn engine room. No. <laughs> Access denied. I'm gonna force the door open. Access denied. Okay, look. I don't care. No means no, Captain. Can we pause for just a moment? Time out, time out. All right, what? As long as we're hopping around on the planet, does it really matter whether or not she can track us? Why not just oh, no. leave it in place for now? We'll worry about it later when we want to leave. Uh, Dr. Okafor has a point. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. I imagine this is a deterrent to keep you from betraying Lady Olehara. Maybe. Did you? Like, I think that part's obvious. Keep sassing me and I will jettison you. I'm not sassing nobody. Captain, you should lie down. Yep, you should fly. <laughs> <laughs> What a coincidence! We can do both of those things at once. Multitasking! I don't- listen, I'm fine. I don't need to lay down. Captain, would you like a drink of water? 
That, well, that oh, would be lovely, no. though, yes. <laughs> Drink this, please. Can we please clip that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Elias the best character? <laughs> I, I just feel like a goddamn gremlin all the time. Because Rio is a gremlin. <laughs> I'm torn between apologizing and just rolling with it. No, never apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that retort, and it was so good. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, I love guys. this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so who is going to pilot the ship that is in Zelias? Because the ship is definitely not Zelias. Uh, I think Ao will pilot while Zelias is taking a rest. Okay. Yes. yes. Good idea. Sober up. All right. On the way, I think Galva's actually going to try and take a look at that bomb to see if it's like wired into the ship or anything. Sure. Like, just to get an idea of what the hell we're dealing with. Yeah, I think Finch will actually go along with Galva and have a look at it as well. Also, as long as they're in there, if, if Zelias tries to stumble in drunk, they can... <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to try. I think he's going to tell Ao about how he found that cool elephant. <laughs> 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 or something. Alright, so Galva and Finch, if you would like to roll, roll me either a tech roll or an investigation roll. Okay. What about, would mechanics work? Mechanics would work, yes. Yeah. I forgot mechanics. Oh, awesome. Just tell me what, which one you're rolling. <laughs> Captain, maybe you should lie down. Shit, maybe you should fly. <laughs> maybe you should fly. <laughs> I mean... God. I'm picturing Finch like holding Zelaya's back as he's yelling at the ship. <laughs> <laughs> at the ceiling, pretty much. <laughs> oh, God, there's just so many good... Can we make a fucking comic out of this one? Absolutely. Jesus, Christ, Jesus This is amazing. Okay. All right. I just I actually, I, I do need uh, investigation roll to see if you can actually find the bomb. So you guys, oh. you guys oh. give me some good. Oh, Moot can't help us with that? Oh, uh, you're right, actually. Never mind. That's a good point. Moot does. Yeah, Moot knows I where figure it is. He knows where it is. Yeah. yeah. He knows what's in his tongue. They, yeah, they know what's in their tongue. Yes, you're right. So Moot absolutely can direct you. So the way the bomb is situated is actually situated under one of the generators for the engine. Mm-hmm. It's in a place that normally would very easily be overlooked, like in the actual internals of the ship, of the generator, rather. Yeah, if our ship wasn't smart and could t- find yes. it. If you did not have a smart ship, you wouldn't have known about it. Mm-hmm. So with your mechanics and technology roles, whoever installed this thing absolutely knew what they were doing. Not only did they manage to kind of get like the plating off of the generator, but they worked the bomb in such a way that it wouldn't necessarily explode the entire ship. Like, the charge itself isn't, like, a devastating bomb, but it will absolutely be enough to take out your engines and possibly, like, the back part of the ship. At least enough that, you know, people could reasonably die, but you wouldn't be lost, essentially. You'd be able to be recovered. For death later. Yes. Mm-hmm. The way it is is wired in, you would have to have some pretty solid expertise either in demolitions and explosions or in assembling starship class engines to be able to extract all of this uh, you probably need both actually in order to not only extract the bomb but keep it from exploding while you're disarming it mm. i assume it's too tightly worked into everything to like just cover it with something and set it off it's literally, like, welded into the internals. It's snuggled up nice and close. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> Woo! That's not in character. Yeah. 
So yeah, Rio, since now that you guys have water, if Elias wants to take a shower, yeah. I'll let you roll a constitution save with advantage to see if you start to fucking sober up. Okay. Let me do that. Uh, oh, 18 plus whatever I add to that. Three. Yeah, 21. Okay. I think with a hot shower and maybe some coffee. Okay. I think Zelias is, is, is sobering up oh, pretty easily now. That's good. How bad's the hangover? <laughs> you know what? Hold on. Let me make a roll. Oh, you want to roll? Okay. I am going to roll on the intensity of this hangover. I love it when you argue with Moot. I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> it's so funny. You gave me Moot to argue with. <laughs> I'm just so glad. One day you'll earn your ship's respect. <laughs> Today is not oh, that I'm day. I'm not really trying too hard right now. Today is not that day. <laughs> Maybe not tomorrow either. Okay. It's not bad. It's a four. So you're, you, it's, it's okay. a relatively light hangover. Okay. I pop some ibuprofen or some shit yeah i'm good to go and it'll probably take a couple of hours to fly like halfway across the planet to aposa so you should be good cool okay Mm -hmm. one more thing on the way yes i was gonna ask is there anything else you would like to do before you make port and aposa just continuing this investigation i think after galva leaves the engine room she's going to actually ask how did they get on the ship actually that's a very good question (laughs) you left them on they were the dock inspectors they installed it that quickly, huh? No, they returned after you left. How do I, well, I didn't let them back on another time. I was afraid of being discovered. You're allowed to say no. I'm not sure you understand how ship AI works in this galaxy, Captain. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> You're allowed to lock the door and just not permit people to fucking get on. Do you recall the paperwork that you signed, Captain? Or should I say Tommy or Tony? There's Tommy. I don't think I read it. Yes, see, you gave them access to my ship, my innards. Uh, was that like the small print? Uh, no. It I was, read the it big was, print at the top. It was very large. Actually, it was, it was adequately sized. I don't think that's true. You already said you didn't read it, and then you corrected yourself. I, well, you know, listen, no, <laughs> just fly the goddamn ship. Roll me deception. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's a nine. Yeah, Plus, no, you did not read. Yeah, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, I didn't read it. No, I got right. I didn't. I didn't read it. Uh, fuck reading. Books are for nerds. It wasn't a book. I don't care. Shut up. Regardless, you gave them access to me. <sighs> All right. I guess that happened. It did. It sure did. Now you got a bomb in your tummy. Yes, it is very unpleasant. We'll take care of it as soon as it's safe to do so. Thank you, Doctor Okafor. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> you, you. You are the one bastion of sanity. <laughs> yeah. They're just thousand yards staring at everything. Would you like to do anything else before you land? I would. Yes, what would you like to do? I have this book on giant runes. Wow! The one that you stole. <laughs> My stolen book. Borrowed. Just for fun. I want to look through it and see if maybe this book mentions this rogue planet we're trying to track or find or what the fuck ever. Interesting. Okay. Tell you what. Roll me investigation and we're going to we'll see. Based off what you do, we might do something fun. Okay. Yay. That's a base 19 plus three. Okay. 22. So I think is on the flight there, Would you, it's safe to say is Finch just kind of settling in and, and reading the book? Yeah, once we get the captain in the shower and <laughs> sort of situated. I'm an adult. Would they be in like a common area or um, in their room? Where would they be? I think they don't trust Zelias very much, so they're going to be 
<laughs> somewhere like in the common space so they can keep an eye on him. So Elias just comes out wrapped in a towel. I'm going to get in that engine room. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's not coming out unless he's fully dressed okay. like a fucking decent person. <laughs> so like either the um, kitchen area, I guess, or the... Well, there's like a kitchen area adjacent to like a common area with like a large table where you guys could all sit and hang out and talk. Like, oh, yeah. our meeting room. Yeah, there's okay. like a little meeting room. A little family meeting room. Yeah, I guess they'll set up there. So I think while Finch, while you're going through that, the sort of bluish blank hologram that is Moot appears next to you, and Moot goes, "Doctor, what are you reading?" Oh, um, it's this book about giant kinroons. Um, it was well, hmm. I guess I stole it. Wow, you monster! Wow. <laughs> I think Finch will pause and look at Moot's blank holographic face for a long moment, and then... Was that sarcasm? Yes, I'm trying it out. Oh, <laughs> you're doing a good job. Thank you. Yes, it's it's a book about giant kinroons. Um, it was, I suppose, sent to the Ascend of the Galaxy, much like myself, because the um, Aether Council didn't want people reading it. Fascinating. I suppose hmm. that means that there's some dangerous knowledge in there. I hope there's some useful knowledge in here. May I take a look? Certainly. So the large circular table in front of you, in the center, a small like little dais rises up and it looks like there's a spot in there that you could just slide the book in. Oh, okay. Finch will gently tuck it in there. Okay. So the little round disc area lowers down into the table and then you hear scanning. And then from the holographic projector in the table, all of the pages from that book are just hovering in the air in front of you in, in hard light holograms. Ooh, this is wonderful. Finch loves this. This is so good. They are delighted. And Moot goes, yes, I can digitize any book. I'm going to buy so many books. I find that it helps keep things neat and tidy when you don't have a million books laying around. But... If you like, I can return this book to you. Oh, yes. I um, I do like the digital archiving system, but there is something very nice about a physical paper and leather book. Of course. One moment. And then the little thing comes up again, and it just kind of slides the book out in front of you. Ah, lovely. Finch will take it back. So as you look through, like, so do you go back to the book, or are you looking through the holographic pages? I think they'll look through the holographic pages just because if we can like flick them around, it might be easier to organize than trying to like flip back and forth. Yes. So as yes. you have all these pages like in front of you, picture like, you know, like how an Iron Man, Tony Stark had all those like holographic blueprints all in front of him and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that where you can manipulate things with your hands and whatnot. There are a number of pages where words are garbled. Oh. Like the resolution is really, really low. Like they just look pixelated. Oh, okay. So I think Finch will, in that case, when they notice that, they'll open up the book to those pages and see what the pages look like. So in those instances, the pages are damaged or worn, or in some instances, it looks like things have been scribbled out. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Moot, I have a question. What is it, Doctor? Do you have any software that would um, assist in possibly rebuilding these pages? Some of these words have been scribbled out. Some of these pages are damaged. They didn't scan very well. I could attempt to enhance the image. It might take some time. All right. Is there a certain page you would like me to work on? Um, 
how many pages are there that are damaged? So if you're looking for something pertaining to giant kid ruins, the whole book is like that. But if you're looking for the one about this rogue planet, mm-hmm. actually, tell you what, roll me another investigation roll. Okay. Nat 20, Damn. 23. Whoa. Okay. Finch is so good at books. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what you end up getting actually is you find a couple of pages on this one ruin that was located on the planet Creon. Now, what you're able to kind of determine about Creon is that it was thrown out of its orbit because the star that it orbited collapsed on itself, basically turning into a black hole. It managed to escape its pull, but it was flung out of the solar system. Mm -hmm. So you're able to establish that this is all clear as day. Now, the ones... Thing that is garbled is what the ruins were for exactly like when it gets to talking like so in other pages for example be like okay these ruins were, are the ruins of a city or this was a temple in prayer to so-and-so the reason for this particular settlement like these ruins these are scratched out okay so if you want to have moot try and lift the text Mm-hmm. I think maybe you can help them. Okay. Like I said, it'll probably take a couple of hours. And since this is kind of specific to what you're looking, I mean, you've got time. So yeah. uh, why don't you roll me? Um, hmm, what do I want to have you roll? Either t- I would say either technology or mechanics. Okay. Oh, well, it's the same modifier for Finch. For now. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay. What languages is Finch fluent in again? Uh, common, Dwarven, Giant, Undecided, and Undecided. Ah, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. So I think what you're able to do is... So you could still see part of like the words. like You could see certain letters. Mm-hmm. And you try and match up the way that this is written in other parts of the book to kind of create like a cipher and like plug in the letters. Mm-hmm. And you find that... Some of these are written in uh, Dwarven. And not Giant. And not, Wait. No. Oh, what language is the book written in, I guess? Is... The book is written in Common, but some of this stuff is, is transcribed in Dwarven. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is a language Finch knows. Yes. And I think you find that the particular ruin that you are potentially looking for, this seems like this is a good match, was a facility where the Giant can forged weapons. Okay. So... That's what you're able to find out, but you're able to kind of lift that from the page. Okay, so we're able to kind of piece together that this um, ruin on, on Creon, which we think is probably the rogue planet we'll wind up searching for, right. was for forging weapons. Yes, it was, a, it was a facility where giants forged weapons. Okay, what kind of weapons? Big ones. Big ones, yes. That is not something that you're able to discern yet. Okay. It's going to take a lot more time to kind of piece all that together. But yeah, it looks like what everyone is looking for is an ancient weapons manufacturing facility. Mm, Oh, that makes sense. So, and the fact that this part is in Dwarven is a little concerning because it means that it's very likely that the Adamantine Authority might know something about this, or is at least has more than a passing interest in this facility. Um, Is this book printed or handwritten? Handwritten. Oh, shit. Okay. It's old. 
And uh, the other thing about this book is that there's no author named. Oh. Mysterious. Neat. <laughs> um, okay, so no author. So I'm assuming like no publisher or no, like any information. Okay. No, you no. don't get the ISBN number. All boogers. Damn it. No barcode on the back. Ugh. So it's not definitely not a journal, mm -hmm. but it does look like someone penned this tome. So it, there's a pretty solid chance you might have the only copy of this. Wow. Okay. It's expensive. You don't see books like this anymore. And again, because this doesn't look like it was published by anybody in particular, and there's no author credited or anything like that. It just seems like this is just a book of research that someone put together. And based off what you know, how things like this kind of go in the galaxy, mm -hmm. it's potential that the Ether Council saw this research or, or whatever is in this book as problematic and shipped it off to the ascent of nowhere. Okay. Yeah, we have established that that's probably why it was in the prison. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, I'm thinking. That's okay. Would anyone like to do anything else? Uh, is that all right, Huey, if anyone wants to do something, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I want to ruminate on this for a bit. Would mm -hmm. anyone like to do anything else while this is happening? I think AO you know, is just focused on the ship. Okay. Well, I just focus on getting over his little hangover. <laughs> <laughs> and mounting the Hydra? Yeah, well, yeah, I forgot about the Hydra. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's putting up a screw in the wall, he's putting the Hydra up. But he doesn't like it in that spot, moving it to a different one. <laughs> you know, doing real important work! Oh, I forgot, I have to give you another dragon dildo. Oh, I forgot. Alright, so... You get another dildo that is, okay. it's, uh, how do I want to phrase this? It's self-warming, <laughs> so it's not- Oh! Oh. Weird, okay. And it's called Flame Tongue. Ugh! <laughs> self-warming dildo named Flame Tongue. Every dragon dildo you get is going to have a special property. <laughs> I've decided. Sweet! <laughs> um, this is what you get! Yeah. I'm fine with that, are you kidding? All right. Galva, is, I mean, is there anything that you want to do? I mean, no, not really. Aside from stare daggers at this bomb? How dare they put a bomb? I mean, yeah, I think I think she might be continuing to try and study it because, yeah, she's not the most learned member of this crew, but um, she does know mechanics enough to vaguely know how this works. So, you know, if she if she could somehow figure out how to disarm it, she'd like to do that. Oh, God. But she's not going to do it, yeah. you know. We want to live. Spoiler alert, that's not going to happen on one flight. Yeah, no. Okay, so if, if if there's anything else that you want to do, or if you want to think on it some more, I can just jump us to a posa. Yeah, I think that's about all I've got for now. Okay. Oh, this is a fucking session. Goddamn. Just like they've all been so far. <laughs> you gave us these things. No, I know. We did not ask for most no, of this I, stuff. You just gave it to I, us. I know. I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just saying that this is funny to me. That based off what I rolled, I like the fact <laughs> that your captain went on a drunken spending spree, and <laughs> you guys got some fucking baller gear from it. Got some really good gear. Yeah, like that spell guard shield is so good. Yeah, since this shield is so damn fancy, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it is like the guardian shields from Breath of the Wild. Like it goes down, and then when it's actually in use, you get like cool blue turquoisey. Ooh, I shield. like that. Yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. way I kind of, I'm, actually, the way I'm kind of imagining it is that it almost looks like a regular polished buckler shield, like round, but mm -hmm. nothing on it. It's just, you know, it looks like brushed metal. But then when yeah. you like put it up, you get all those like crazy holographic runes. Yes. Galva's still stunned that she got that belt. She's going to have to figure out some way to pay him back. Oh. 
I can't wait for Scott to use the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. Like that's when I, I, I rolled for the elephant. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I absolutely could have been like, no, I don't need to give these guys an elephant. But then the real DM in me was like, what are you doing? Give these fuckers an elephant. Give them an elephant. <laughs> Why wouldn't you give these assholes an elephant? Why would you not give the smallest person the biggest familiar? I'm back. Hey, Welcome back. I'm talking about how I gave you guys an elephant. We have an elephant now, guys. We do. We just haven't met it yet. Right. Did it come with instructions or do we just have to figure it out? The shopkeeper absolutely told you. I just don't think Zelias cared or paid attention. I don't think he remembered. <laughs> he might say something about it makes a real elephant, so, but he probably thinks the real elephant is that, the, that, like the toy, the little one. Yeah. The little figurine comes to life, but doesn't change size. <laughs> that's what he thinks. Yeah. So that's probably what he drunkenly kind of tried to tell Ao. Now I'm picturing like, oh, you know, we'll distract them. This little elephant. Use the elephant. And then you just get a giant elephant. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Gal's going to have to find some way to pay Zelias back because goddamn. No, it's not even his money that he bought it with. Doesn't matter. Oh, oh she's so sweet. I, I feel like keeping him alive is the best way to pay him back. That yeah, is a good point. he is very <laughs> smushy. I mean, he's got good decks, so he can dodge very well, but not, yeah, he's smushy. And I think when the shopkeeper said that this ring makes fire, I think that's all Zelias heard before Zelias is like, I'll take it. Yeah, probably. He's like, Oh, fire. I like fire. I'm good at fire. fire. Give me the fire. 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 All right. Are we all set to continue? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm good. All right. So uh, let's get your, you guys to Aposa. Are you guys let's ready? Let's go to yeah. Aposa. All right. Yeah. You know, as I'm thinking about this, and even some of the names that I've, I've come up with, I'm getting really <laughs> strong Fantasy Star vibes, and it's making me real happy. Good. Oh, I remember Fantasy Star. Oh, my God. I love Fantasy Star. Here we go. Okay. So I think as you start to approach Aposa, I feel like Moot will make an announcement and just saying, you know, Approaching Aposa airspace, uh, so that if you guys want to get up and, and look out like the window or whatever, you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. Now nah, Finch has been researching for a couple hours. He'll get up and stretch their legs. I feel like Moot was with you the entire time, Finch, as you were researching. Like I think you guys were, were working together. Research pals. Yes. Good. And I, I think during that conversation, uh, or during that time, I feel like Moot just uh, you feel like Moot was able to be a little bit more informal. Mm -hmm. So I think I you know roll me insight. Ooh. You're threatening to jettison the uh, captain is formal then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus five. Twenty-two insight. So Finch, as you personally know, it's a little difficult to deal with people. Mm -hmm. And I think Finch kind of can empathize with Moot. According to what Moot's told you, Moot hasn't really had any interaction with anybody in so long. Mm -hmm. that the only time that Moot ever interacted with anyone was with you guys as Orlin. And while you guys are talking about, like, this book and doing whatever research and whatnot, it just feels very natural, almost like a doctor and their medical assistant. Oh. I think that's kind of the rapport you guys are getting. It feels like Moot is becoming a little bit more comfortable with you. Oh, delightful. Friendship level up. Yay. Woohoo! So I think what happens, too, is, like, as you approach Aposa, the blank blue hologram kind of, like, jolts up and just sets out the, the alarm to everybody, like, approaching Aposa airspace. And then, like, gets back to you, Finch, and, and I think Moot goes, 
Forgive me, Dr. Okafor. I had set a proximity alert. Oh, nothing to forgive. Uh, it's helpful and appreciated. I am glad you think so. I tried to be as, as much of service as possible. After all, we're all in this together. Oh, we certainly are, aren't we? Uh, so I think also, Mook goes, if you would like, while you're in the city, since I can't accompany you, I will continue to try and descramble the rest of these pages. Oh, that would be fantastic. And also, um, it would be good to have someplace safe to keep this book, as I am getting the feeling it's um, quite one of a kind. If you'd like, I could hold on to it for you. I would like that. Thank you, Moot. So I think what happens is that, again, that little dais pops up again for you. Mm -hmm. And if you slide the book in, does Finch slide the book back in? Yeah, they'll put the book back in. So the thing kind of settles back in and absorbs it back into the table, and Moot goes... It will be locked away in your cabin, Dr. Okafor. Oh, from here. You can do that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you if you do go to your cabin to check, so along one of the blank walls, mm -hmm. a very small bookcase kind of like shelving thing appears like embedded in the actual wall. So as you get more books, it'll just expand. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. And <laughs> just to kind of add a little bit to it, too, there is a layer of glass protecting the book and, and a, it's locked in fantastic so like if anyone were to say come on to the ship and try and get it they won't be able to bypass the glass wonderful space glass space, space glass. glass yes Woo. so as you guys look out the uh out the various ports and windows you'll see that aposa is it's a landlocked city and the way it's constructed it almost looks like a depiction of a sun in the center is the main point of Aposa. It's a towering cathedral, the Church of Torm, also known as the Brazen Spire. And from the Brazen Spire, radiating out in spokes, are the large, like the taller buildings, the skyscrapers and whatnot. And in between the spokes are where more of the uh, lower, smaller settlements are in terms of buildings, your apartments and your houses and your markets and whatnot. So from the sky, it almost looks like the city itself looks like a sun. Hmm. Flashy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Flashy. It is also, as whatever sun happens to leak in from the cloud cover does catch glints off of these buildings, it is a very radiant-looking city when, whenever there's sunshine, which unfortunately is rare. Mm -hmm. But there isn't a massive queue for ships to line up here because there's no mm -hmm. trade bottleneck created by the mammoth machine so you guys can just find a, a port and uh and land okay we do that we do that okay <laughs> so when you go to disembark i think moot goes good luck out there and captain please don't get drunk again i'm not gonna get drunk again jesus christ face jesus christ i'll see to it that he doesn't thank you ao you're not my mother i punch him <laughs> I've been struck in. <laughs> All right. She's not. Your mother probably wouldn't do that. My mother wouldn't punch me, probably. Yes. yes. I don't know if I deserved it, maybe. All right. Crew, <laughs> we're going to have a talk about assaulting your captain. Uh, don't. <laughs> right. Let's also have a talk about drinking on the job. Uh, don't. Uh, uh, what job? <laughs> Mine's employed. Uh, you may have forgotten because you were clearly drunk off your ass when we were talking to the very nice woman in the very big house. 
We are on a job. All right, well, she's not my boss. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's get this shit done with, I suppose. Mm-hmm. We do that. Okay. We get it all done, Ant, now we're done and we're back. Wow! We do it. <laughs> we're so efficient. Okay. So as you disembark, you are met with two people. They are wearing plain clothes, but they are both fashioning uh, tabards mm -hmm. over their clothes and hoods. And on the front of the tabard is the picture of a gauntlet in white ink. And the first one approaches you and says, Welcome to the great city of Aposa. How are you today? Super. How are you? Oh, I'm well. I was wondering, have you heard the good word of Torm? Yes. Really? Are you a fellow follower? Sure. Does that mean I get to park for free? <laughs> oh, we don't charge docking fees here. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need you to roll me persuasion. Okay. Uh, oh, well, that's not very good. That's 11 total. Aw. That's okay. So I think the other one steps in front of you and says, Really? If you're a follower of Torm, then where's your crest? You know, it's on the ship. Look, I have to go. You don't wear your crest of Torm? I don't want to get it dirty, understand? Oh, that you don't Face dust, you know. <laughs> but all followers of Torm are... Filthy! Ah, okay. No, we brandish our faith proudly. Oh, good job. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I think the one looks to the other one and says, Brother, I'm not sure if this one is a true believer of Torm. And the other one goes, I think you might be onto something, brother. You see, Torm wouldn't lie. Now... I sidestep the guy. I'm going around the guy. They're following you. Okay, they can. And so I think they <laughs> flank you on either side, and the one on your left goes, Now, it's okay. Torm is forgiving. <sighs> okay, that's fine. Now, if you'd like to hear more about Torm, I have this literature. Yeah, just hand me the pamphlet, and then don't read it to me. I'll read it myself in my free time. They hand you a pamphlet. I have it now. Can I roll stealth and just fly off during this? <laughs> yes. Go ahead, roll stealth. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, what'd you do? I got a 21 just to leave. All right, look, I got to roll. Uh, hold on. While they're distracted with Elias and his yelling. 21. Okay, yeah, I, they don't notice you flying away. <laughs> they're both kind of... Uh, actually, as the one on your left hands you the pamphlet, the other one turns to Galva and Finch and say, How about you two fine, fine folks? Are you followers of Torm? I follow Kellenvor, actually. Ooh. Hmm. Well, we don't discriminate here, but if you'd like, I feel like Torm would have more to offer than Kalimvor. Would you like some literature? Wow. Sure, I'll take your literature. Finch will hold out their hand. They look extremely disinterested. <laughs> They're just like going through the motions to get this interaction over with as soon as possible. Uh, okay, so they, they hand you a pamphlet and then the other one turns to Galva. And how about you, miss? Galva's trying to hide behind someone else, even though she <laughs> clearly can't. Oh. <laughs> Roll me stealth. Oh, with God. disadvantage. <laughs> Why am I even rolling for this? Okay. <laughs> you might roll a 20. Yeah, right? Like, she's not hunching down. She's just standing behind. Oh, she already has disadvantage on stealth because of her armor. Oh. Double disadvantage? Oh, wow. Um, 15. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I think you just stand behind Finch and stare straight ahead. Pretend that I don't hear him. Yeah. Um, 
and we're gonna tr- let me roll. <laughs> okay. So the other one, the one that just handed Finch some paperwork, kind of tugs on your robe or your um, kimono, rather, mm-hmm. and says, "Miss, Miss, down here." Yes. Have you heard the good word of Torm? Uh, uh, that thing's Elias is behind the guy and just kind of like looking at her and nodding in like the just say yes sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> Ro- roll me deception. <laughs> hell. Thanks, Elias. Hey. Maybe you can sneak off while you're being accosted by the Mormons. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the Tormans. So I would like to note. Mm-hmm. I would like to note mm-hmm. sorry. that thanks to the cloud rune. The Tormans! <laughs> it works really well. Sorry, I broke it. <laughs> Fuck. So, thanks to the cloud rune, Galva actually has advantage on deception. Oh. So, with that, she gets a two. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. She, I rolled a no. four and a five, you guys. And she has a minus three. Sweetheart. Oh. Rio, I'm using torments from now on. I can't. Yes. Perfect. Um, oh my god. Okay. And so I think when you slowly nod your head, I think the torment goes, Oh, would you like to hear more? You seem interested. Come with me. No, no. And the uh, kind of like very gently takes your hand, not imposing in any way. And they're like, and so the one goes to the the one that was talking to Zelias and says, "Brother, we have someone who's interested in in, in Torm." Um, ex- excuse me, excuse me. I'm I'm very sorry. We're in a bit of a hurry. Um, you can talk to her later. Oh, would you like to make an appointment at the Brazen Spire? Sure. Let's make an appointment at the Brazen Spire. Oh, wonderful. Next week, Thursday, five thirty p.m. What he said. Yes. Oh, no, we can fit you in today. That's not happening, brother. I think they kind of look because they have little pads with them. <laughs> and they say, oh, you're in luck. In an hour, there's an opening. We can accommodate all nope, of you. Nope, we're doing shit. Nope. Sorry, can't do it. Oh, that's a shame. How about in, it how about in two hours? No. <laughs> how about next Thursday, like I said? <laughs> <laughs> Ro- roll me persuasion. Fine. <laughs> uh, Nat 20 plus 6. Okay, um, I think they look at each other and they go, well, we wouldn't want to impede on your business. So how about this? How about you give us your names? My name is Tommy Tortellini. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shaking it. Okay, they write down Tommy Tortellini. And then Galva and Finch, they they looked for your names. Barrow Von Tour. What what is it? Barrow Von Tour. Okay. She's Rebecca. No, no. Uh, all right. First of all, first of all, um, I need deception rolls from all of you for whatever names you're gonna give, because you're obviously not giving your real names unless Galva's gonna give her real name. I'm obviously a lying sack of shit. Yeah, no, that's fine. Roll deception. I think if Zelias volunteers Rebecca, she just nods like, "Yes, that's that's what it is. It's Rebecca. So it's definitely." I'm lying for her. Okay, roll. Then all right. Then I need Galva to roll deception <laughs> with advantage. Well, I mean, she already has advantage. Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> but she has a nice. minus three. It's fine. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> um, without advantage, it would have been a two. Okay. Okay. Oh. And, and Kiwi, could you put the name that you gave in the chat just so I could I can see it spelled out? 
Okay. Venture. Oh, Sparrow Venture. Okay. Ah, uh, get it? Because you're called Finch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So they take down all of your names, and they go, uh, very well. We will make sure to contact you. Uh, we have your uh, ship's identification. All right. Okay. So we will we will see you next Thursday. Sure. Great. All I us. can't wait. Quick question. Yes. When we're outside of the ship, do we have any ability to like contact the ship, like remotely? Yes. Okay. That's all. Yeah, I feel like Moot would have given you some type of at least short range comm devices for when you disembark. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because I'm going to call him right after this. Okay. So as you guys start to leave the dock, these two torments are following you. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I walk in a different direction. They follow you. Okay. If you'd like, we could give you a tour of Aposa. No! <laughs> <laughs> What's the least Tormund-friendly looking place around here? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go in that's it. That's cute. I know. No, there is none. Okay, fine. So, okay, so before you guys disembarked, I feel like Moot would have given you a little bit of a rundown on the city. Mm-hmm. This place is run by the Kyrie Syndicate. They are staunch believers in Torm. Mm-hmm. There is no unfriendly to Torm locations in this city. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. Everyone is devout to Torm. These acolytes are absolutely true believers. However, based off what you know of the QDA Syndicate, they are using sort of using Torm as a reason to essentially beg for donations and patronage from the people who live there to say, like, hey, if you pay these taxes and you donate to the Brazen Spire. Torm will bless your livelihood and, and whatnot. And it's like paying a tithe. Yes, thank you. Ah, so the Catholic Church. Yes, they, mm. it is like exactly like paying a tithe. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, that's the word. So everyone here are just, they do wholeheartedly believe in Torm. Now it's how far up the ladder that goes is anyone's guess. Can't imagine it's up the ladder too far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, everyone is very friendly, but if you get into really any conversations with anybody, they are going to ask you if you believe in the good word of Torm. Are they going to try to hand us a casserole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are going to come You are going to come back to the ship with 50 casseroles. You know what? Free food. <laughs> I'm not going to knock it. Are Tormans really good at making uh, Rice Krispie Treats too? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Torm is the god of duty, loyalty, righteousness, and self-sacrifice. Okay. So these people will absolutely give you the shirt off their backs. Awesome. Let's not exploit that. Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, how about all of you roll me religion? Okay. I'll roll a Jesus Christ check. (laughs) Roll me a Jesus check. I've done it. Oh, that's actually pretty good. (laughs) Religion. (laughs) It was like, nah. (laughs) Nah. Oh, wow, Galva. Yeah, she's actually proficient in this. Okay. Wow. I'm a doctor, not a priest. That's fair. I don't know why I, a fucking pirate, know anything about Space Jesus, but... You've probably learned <laughs> Here we are on the street. Yeah. That's true. I am, like, 200 years old, so... So, Zelias and Galva, you would know Torm as, like I said, a lawful neutral god... A lawful good god, rather, of just law and self-righteousness and duty and loyalty, so... Followers of Torm that you have encountered outside of Aposa are always very kind. They're always willing to, like, if you need a place to stay, they'll let you stay in their house. Um, 
if you come to them, like if they run a shop and you come to them hungry, they'll feed you. It is all tethered to their belief that one day that, you know, Torm blesses them when they're kind and that through them, his deeds spread, you know, it's sort of like the pay it forward sort of thing. So like, you know, self-sacrifice, if I give to you, when I am in need, someone will give to me, you know, it's Mm -hmm. everyone pays it forward. Okay. So the Tormans actually sound pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, they're, they're very kind, but so also outside of Aposa, they are not nearly as aggressive in, have you heard the word of Torm? They're just very, they're like, Hey, do you need help? And whatnot. You want to check out my chick track? Yeah, here they're actually, they're very aggressive of, of converting people to Torm. Like going to Utah. Uh, I said, yeah, because they're like, hey, if you actually take a look at some of the literature that they gave you, this is all sort of, it tells about the teachings of Torm, but it very obviously throws in like, hey, if you become a follower of Torm uh, and attend any of the uh, the masses or the tests of courage at the Brazen Spire, you are encouraged to pay a tithe. Um the more you give up, the more Torm will bless you, you know, the more will come your way. So uh-huh. the people of Aposa are not very well to do. They're happy because they feel that they give so much to the church that mm-hmm. they will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a very obvious gap between Torm followers, like the general public that don't have much and like the elite that kind of benefit from this. Yeah, like the Catholic Church. Yeah. Oh yes, oh yes. So that you know, that's kind of what you're you're getting from this now. So you are you are in the Tormund capital of Doth. Superb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I I don't want to disparage any actual religions with this. I just I really like that you're calling them Tormunds. <laughs> like, I just, it just it fits. It really yeah, does it? It rolls off the tongue just properly. <laughs> yeah. So. I think during all this, okay, it was probably like listening to this conversation. Glad she's not part of it from like high above. Yeah, yeah. Just perched on a streetlight. <laughs> yeah. Question: Is there like a craft store nearby? A craft store, like art supplies, hobby store. <gasps> Googly eyes. I mean, yeah, yes. you could find one. Uh, roll me. It's a fucking Tormund town. Of course they have craft stores. <laughs> I'm sorry. Perception. It keeps coming back. <laughs> That's a 15 perception. Yeah, you could find one. Okay. Like, my intent was not to make fun of an actual real world religion. I want to. It's not making fun. I, just, I need to stress that. No, I, I'm like, I'm not trying to make fun or disparage anything like that. It's just that. Yeah. This is... I mean, I'm going to. There's so okay. many religions that are exactly like this, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like sex of them. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to buy some googly eyes. <gasps> okay. So happy. You do have some gold that you can spend on googly eyes. Fucking sure. Are they like the adhesive ones? Of course. Okay. These have a space adhesive, so they never come off. Okay. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, sovereign glue. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I assume that there's, like, statues of Torm everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, no. Statues Oh, my idols. God. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sensing Uh-oh. a stealth check is coming. I'm okay with this. The captain approves. We're not going to do anything yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is preemptive. The bullet is in the barrel. Bullet is in the chamber. Bullet's in the chamber. Uh, boy. <laughs> if they become too annoying, that Chekhov's gun will be fired. Uh, I mean, you might as well just roll it now. <laughs> if I do approve, I, I love this. We've got to ha- make it make it so it's 
you know, thematically appropriate. Okay. You know, at the Perfect. right time. Yes. Oh my god. All right. So you are still being followed by these torments. Okay. Can we text on our devices or whatever? I mean, like, could I send Moot a text message? I'm trying to think how I want this to work. I mean, because they're not really devices; they're more like earpieces. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Hold be... on a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on two fucking minutes. I, okay. I will hold on. Oh yeah. You oh, never might mind. Have a message cantrip. I thought I took the spell message or the cantrip message, but oops. But I didn't. I was gonna try to message the AI and be like, "Don't let the torments on the ship." Oh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna go on the ship. Oh, okay. In that case, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're going to do our shopping, whether they're with us or not, so... Yeah. Well... Whatever. Um, I think our goal here is, like, information gathering. Right? Do I want to gather information from the Tormans? They're just going to tell me about Space Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're going to keep talking about Torm every chance they get. Um, you know what? If there's other ships coming to the dock, I'm going to point them out and be like, Oh, look! Heathen! Go get them! <laughs> <laughs> they go, Oh, don't worry. There's plenty of acolytes at the dock that we can accommodate, accommodate all ships. Sure, I don't need you to like babysit us though. We're we're on business, and you're cramping my style, mate. Would you like to know about the the sites of Aposa? I would. Okay. I feel like this is a plot thing that we need to do. So <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna send this plot hook away. <laughs> this is a plot hook stuck to us. You know what, mate? Tell me about tell me about your shit. Uh, so I'm, I'm listening. The first thing they talk about is the Brazen Spire, which is the towering cathedral devoted to Torm at the center of the city. People go there to okay. test their courage. In order to do so, one must pay a generous contribution to the church before being allowed into the inner sanctums where they are met mm-hmm. with their great greatest fears. People who succeed in their trials become minor celebrities and are afforded more luxuries as well as a place in the Curie Syndicate. Um, they don't tell you about the Curie Syndicate. I'm letting you know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. You want to join the Syndicate off-worlders? <laughs> yeah. no. There is also a place called the School of Valor, a campus funded by well, it's funded by the Curie Syndicate, but they say that it's funded by the church. Cool. That, that deals in the study and research of, of Torm and the Old Gods. And they also tell you about, uh, you know, a couple of tourist attractions and whatnot. But, like, those are, like, the pride and joy of, of Aposa. Okay. I think also as you guys are walking, you do see some signage pointing out a bar known as Liquid Courage. Mm-hmm. I walk there? No, I don't. <laughs> Finch won't let me. No, they will not. But it's called Liquid Courage. It's got a clever name. Isn't that where the lion is? That's where the lion's at. Oh shit, the lion. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know why we need a lion. Well, we have an elephant, so. <laughs> what does that have to do with just anything? Build the jungle. Oh, okay. So I mean, you're you're still being followed by the the torments. Are they still trying to talk, or do they realize that I'm not fucking listening anymore? Um, I think they they make some mention of like small talk, but I don't think they're uh they're looking for an in right now. They're just watching you. I said next Thursday. Why are you still here? Oh, we just want to make sure that all of your needs are met. We do not mind sacrificing our time. Do you want to pay for all the shit we're about to buy? No, that's all right. Okay, well then we don't need your your help because we've got our own funds. Thank you. Are, are you sure? You can um uh well unless you want to pay for all the shit we're about to well, buy. If since you seem very liquid, if you'd like, you can make a contribution to the Church of Torm. I'm not liquid. I'm a solid. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a solid mass. Feel my arm. Um, I'm, I'm mass. I, so one of them pull, solid mass. pulls out a uh, a golden plate and kind of holds it out to you, like waiting for your offering. I have a question. Yes, what is it? I start hawking a loogie. If we make an offering, <laughs> will you go away and leave us alone? Is Wait, real quick. Is anyone going to stop 
towards Elias as he as he starts going. <laughs> Finch is asking a question. Uh, I'm just I'm okay. just doing the loogie. I might not actually spit into the fucking offering cup. Okay. Like a dick. is still not wanting to approach these people, so nope. So you asked if you give them an offering, will they essentially will they go away? Yes. Okay. Can we bribe them to leave us the fuck alone? Uh, I think they look at each other with a, and they they don't really hide their smiles, and they say, mm-hmm. "If you're truly willing to give up what you have, we will absolutely take it and pay it forward." All right, sure. I give them about three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, that's all the cash I got on me. Everything else is on card. Hundred and fifty gold. Um, no, no, no. We don't have that much. Three dollars and fifty cents worth of of bling. So like three silver and fifty copper. Okay, yes. Yeah, however the money exchange or works. Copper, like, sorry, yes. I carry a card. I don't have much cash. Okay, so Zelias, you give them you give them tree fitty. Then they hold the plate out to Galva and to uh, Finch. Oh, I've got all the cash. Sorry, they don't have any money. They're poor. Yeah, he doesn't let us keep money. I don't. I'm the captain and I'm a real piece of oh. shit. <laughs> I think one goes, oh, well, that's very self-serving of you. I'm a piece of shit. It's fine, though, because I'm aware of it and I'm trying to change my ways. Hopefully, Torm will bless you and you'll see the error of your ways. Yeah, you know what I have? <laughs> <laughs> I think they look at... He just doesn't care. <laughs> I think they look at the at the, the tree fitty that you put in their, their offering dish. I start, like, turning my pockets inside out. That's literally all the cash I have on me. Okay. I think I do have everything on a card. I'm like, sorry, man. I'm not giving you my card. I need that. Okay. I think they, I think they bow and they say, thank you for your generosity. We'll make sure that this money goes to those who need it. Yeah, don't spend it all in one place. And I think after that, they do depart. Thank Kellenbull. I can't wait to get off this planet. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of this city. Yeah, no, it's bad. This is terrible. Horrible. I want to leave. Oh, good. Are they gone? They're gone. Don't worry, Galva. You can stop cowering behind our wee little medic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I worded it that way. You're bigger than me. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So, what would you like to do now that you have you've managed to get rid of <laughs> the torments? I don't remember what we came here for. We came here to Aunt. What do we come here for? Like essentially gather information on what who's the head lady. You're, you're here to see the Book of Torment. Oh, are we? You're here to see the Book of Torment. <laughs> okay, for some reason, I thought there was more ship things we had to do. No, we're good on the ship. We're here to gather information for Holy Horror. Mm-hmm. The Book of Torment is fake, and you just made it up to fuck with me. I did. God damn it. I fell for your torment stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they get well, you. It's, it's a musical, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's a musical by the people torment. who made We're going to go Park. see it on Broadway. Yeah, Space Broadway. Space, Space Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to hell. I know. So fast. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We have a spaceship Whatever. to get there. I'll set up a campaign for us there. We'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, sweet. But yeah, all right. So you have... There is the School of Valor, the Brazen Spire, and uh, Liquid Courage as places of note. If there's anything else you want to like mm-hmm. look for in general, please feel free to let me know. Like th- it's not limited to these three places. If you want to see if there's anything else in the city, sure. It is a very large city, so. I mean, it sounds like the other two places will have to, you know, pay significantly to get in. Yeah, fuck that noise. So we might just head to the Liquid Courage. Yes. I'm okay with that. Just to see, like, who's there and order uh, non-alcoholic drinks. I'm like a virgin fucking daiquiri, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan to me. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So you want to go to Liquid Courage? Yes, we do. 
I there was a lion number somebody said. Yes. I forget the lion. Oh, you'll remember him. <laughs> okay. Or if you don't, you'll be in for just a delightful surprise. Oh dear. How do I forget? I, I, this? I need to try and remember the, the see how I'm gonna do the voice. Alright. <laughs> Um, Come on. All right. So you guys head to Liquid Courage, which is not a, a seedy establishment like uh, 10th level. Like the fun bar was. This is a very, very nice looking tavern. Very well upheld. On the door is actually the painted white right gauntlet of Torm, indicating mm -hmm. that, yes, this is a, a Torm blessed establishment. A Torm and bar. It wow. <laughs> so it's all non-alcoholic. Yeah. Basically. And there's no coffee. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no tea? We Dude. need to leave. We need to get out of here. This is a horrible place. Fuck this place. Uh, Aunt, you sorry. can't see me, but I'm just, <laughs> my face is buried in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture it. Yeah. <laughs> I just... This is not my... There's a book of torment between this, the seats so you can only sit so far from your partner. This was not my intent, but I... God. <laughs> this got... This got real sacrilegious. This got away from me. Um... <laughs> So <laughs> you shouldn't use Torm. I look, I was I was going through the gods. I needed someone that people would absolutely believe in. So for the curious to get to fucking take advantage of. You did a good job. Man. And I'm like, oh Torm. And at no point was I expecting that I was gonna make torments. Oh. So as you guys enter this establishment, I feel at this point it's uh late afternoon. So people are coming in, you know, after they're getting off work, they're having some drinks, they're having small dinners. It's a very, very nice establishment. And behind the bar is the tavern keeper and the patron of the establishment, a stout Leonin gentleman with um, bright white fur and a goldenrod bushy mane that kind of wraps around his head and kind of culminates in like a little braided beard. Oh, he's cool. Um, and he's he's got very bright blue eyes. And as you walk in, he looks and he goes, Oh, welcome, welcome. Come in, come in, come in. We enter. I love him. We're in. We're in. <laughs> and as you walk in, a lot of people in at the bar and, and just in the general establishment, as you guys walk in, they greet you as if you have been there every day for your entire lives. They're like, welcome. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, these people are super drunk. <laughs> I'm what they're having. I don't think they're drunk, Captain. And also, you're not drinking anymore today. You're not my mother. I'm not. I'm your doctor. <laughs> my liver's fine. So normally, for those of you who have encountered Leonin throughout the galaxy, they usually tend to be like very tall, like seven mm -hmm. to eight feet, very broad. Um, this particular Leonin is pushing about five and a half feet. He's very stout, very round. Um, he's friend-shaped. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that shape. And he hurries out from behind the bar with some drink menus and some other stuff like tucked under his, his arms. And he comes over to you and he's like, welcome, welcome to Liquid Courage. Can I seat you? My name is Darius, Darius the Stout. What are your names? I like to know my patrons' names. Uh, let's see, what was my name? Oh, I'm Tommy Tortellini. Good to meet you, Tommy. It sure is, Gra isn't He it? grabs your hand and he shakes it real enthusiastically. Okay, ow, my elbow. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just going to go down the line. Ooh. You can call me Sparrow. A Sparrow, what a wonderful bird. It's good to meet you. Good to <sighs> meet you. I hate this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
Do you hate this guy or do you hate the voice I'm doing? I love that he is just the cowardly lion <laughs> in an alternate timeline where he grew a pair and also owns a bar. <laughs> He's wonderful, Ant. So, uh, who's who's next up? Go on, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is just jumping at the pit, like <laughs> Re- Rebecca. Good to meet you. It's so nice to meet you, Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> <My God. laughs> is this guy rabid? She's like leaning away like, oh God, he's in my personal space. <laughs> sure no. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely like, wait, he shakes your hand. He's patting your shoulder. I gather you're so tall. He's like patting your arm. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very touchy-feely. Noted. <laughs> and then he looks to Ao. I the potato. What? Did you say her name is Potato? Her name is Poe. Poe. Potato. He's like, oh, but you're 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 a tiny little. Could I call you Tater for short? <laughs> I think also Zelias is laughing with him. Yeah, I think if Zelias is laughing, he's gonna throw an arm around Zelias and like they like, he laughs with you. He's like, come on right. in, come on in, have a seat. Okay. Sit wherever you want. Are. Here's some drink menus. Here's some food. Just say, hey, Darius, if there's something that you want, I'll make it for anything. Even if it's off the menu, I'll make it for you. All right. Darn. Thank you. That's very kind. So he will Yay. he will bring you to a uh, table that is kind of off to the side at the bar. No one's really paying any mind to you guys. Like, you know, not like at the other bar where it's like all eyes on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Everyone's sort of minding their own business. But like, as you pass them, they're like, hey, good to see you. It's like, oh, welcome. Welcome to, you know, welcome to Liquid Courage. Yeah. Everyone's just very happy that you're there. Cool. I can't wait for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for uh So I think after uh, after you guys are, are seated, Darius gives you a little time to look over the uh, what he has to offer. Mm. And then he'll come up with a, a little notepad that's too small for his giant paws. <laughs> And he just goes, so what can I get you, friends? I'm I'm in the beer menu. I don't care what my doctor said. Like, Let's see. Oh, maybe a cider sounds good. Oh, we have delicious cider. Mm, which one's your favorite? I love them all. D- what do you say? I love them all. All right. Well, that doesn't help me decide, does it? Mm, which one's got the most sugar? I think he kind of like r- walks behind you, Elias, and leans over. He goes, "Let's see, let's see here." Um, well, I could recommend the pomegranate cider. Ooh, I'll have that one. One pomegranate cider coming up extra. Sweet. Might end up being seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how about the rest of you? What would you like? Pomegranate ciders all around. They seem a bit tongue-tied. Oh, four. Four pomegranate ciders. Extra sweet, am I right, friend? <laughs> ah, yeah, you are, you big hairy man, you. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> no no danger here, friend. We're all friends here. All right, that's that's good to hear. And, and, and if, if there were danger, well, don't you worry. Old Darius will protect you from it. Oh, aren't you a sweetheart? Oh, um, go on. I will. 
I gotta ask. Yes. I gotta ask. What's the chair situation? Um. <laughs> is she just kneeling again? I think you're just kneeling again. Okay, that's fine. Uh, actually, I think when Darius sees that you're kneeling, he goes, "Oh, hold on, there, friend. Hold on." He runs behind the counter and he gets a like a cushion. Okay. Oh, what a nice cushion. So you're not kneeling on the hardwood floor, and he goes, "Here, here. You should have said something." She very quietly mumbles a thanks, but she is still very weirded out. This is how nice people act sometimes. <laughs> would you, yeah. Would you Would you like to Would you like to order any food? The food here is delicious because I make it myself. Ooh, I do like food. She's looking at the menu. She, <laughs> <laughs> can you come Fuck back it. in just a few minutes? We're still looking uh, at the menu, of, mate. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I'll come right back with your extra sweet pomegranate ciders. Alrighty, thank you. And when he makes these drinks, there is an obvious, like, flourish. He genuinely loves this. Mm-hmm. Like, he takes yeah. extra care. He takes every clean glass, inspects it to make sure that they're clean. He pours the cider. He, you know, he squeezes the pomegranate juice. He adds, you know, a little extra sugar to all of them. Little pinches of sugar with his big oversized mitts. Mm-hmm. And he puts little umbrellas in each one. Delightful. I'm assuming you guys are going to kidnap Darius. <laughs> Maybe forever. He's going to be our new bar guy in our space bar. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll turn to the people that I came in here with and go. So why the fuck do we come in here again? I think we were looking for information, but um, all right. That thread seems to be lost. Well, I don't know. We can ask this big talkative cat boy. <laughs> the name's Darius, friend. Hey, Darius. Sorry, I forgot your name. I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh, hey. That's a joke. Don't beat yourself up in my bar. I sure won't, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I think he's going to come and he's going to set those drinks out for each one of you. He's going to circle the table. Make sure you each get a drink. There is a special straw for Ao that is more fairy-sized. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. So, yeah. A fairy-sized straw and, like, a regular person-sized drink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God. And uh, he's he's just incredibly accommodating. So if you want to talk to him, I'm pretty sure he'll answer. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a good guy to ask. Unless you want to roll insight on what's going on here. Yeah, I would actually like to do that. Let's start mm-hmm. with some insight rolls. Yeah. No, well, why is going to give a shit? Okay, Darius's <laughs> voice is a lot more fun and easier to do than I thought it would be. Oh, thank God for AO. Indeed. Zelias just wants that cider. He's like, <laughs> pomegranate cider sounds real good right now. Okay. Um, yeah, the rest of you are just like, uh, you're. I guess you're not used to people being nice to you. Mm-hmm. No. One of you is a pirate, and the rest of you have been in prison for like a month. So I think general kindness is something that you're like, okay, what's he trying to steal and or murder? Also, I think Galva's also very distracted by trying to find this delicious food on the menu that he's brought up. It's all delicious. <laughs> all the food there is oh, like, like it's all. It all looks good. <laughs> oh man. Actually, you know what? Let me make a quick roll here. Um, is it like shit. standard cafe type or bar type? No, this is like restaurant quality food that he's offering. In so I rolled a nineteen. So here's how I'm mm-hmm. going to play this. This is restaurant quality food that he's offering at a tavern. He's absolutely selling this at a loss. Oh, wow. okay. what the fuck, sir? Oh, and uh, so with that insight, so yeah, you you notice that he's selling all this stuff at a loss. Mm-hmm. And after he brings your drinks, he goes around to the other tables and like he's all on a first name basis with like almost all of the patrons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are saying, hey, like, so based off of like the way they're dressed, they mm-hmm. are not in the upper echelons of society here. And I think a couple of them are like, 
listen, I know I said I'd pay my tab this week, but I had, you know, I had to pay a tithe to the spire. And he's always like, don't worry about it, friend. Your bill's good with me. And like, he's feeding them without asking for payment. Oh, no. We just need to burn down their society so these people can live without the oversight of these people taking all their money. No, we don't need to burn down the entire society, just the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the church. And another thing that you actually notice as you watch him mill about, and like everyone mm-hmm. in this establishment very clearly loves Darius. Like he has mm-hmm. kind of come to their rescue. Like it seems like it's an unspoken policy that if you don't have food at home, he will feed mm-hmm. you. And, like, if you look at him, too, like, you'll notice that the way his beard is braided, the way his mane comes down and and ends in a braid, the clasp that holds the braid is the right gauntlet, the emblem of Torm. So you get the sense that, like, unlike the the, the acolytes, the the Tormans that you met earlier, Mm -hmm. this individual is an absolute true believer in Torm. Like, he is someone that, you know, he'll pay his dues and pay the tithes. But at the same time, like, anyone in town that needs something, his door is open. How is he keeping the lights on? That's a good question, isn't it? He sells blood and semen. (laughs) Oh, God. Wow! (laughs) Not mixed together. (laughs) Good? Question mark? That is not why I said wow, but man, that went to a weirder place than I was expecting. Yo, I can't even claim credit for that. I got it from Dodgeball. God. (laughs) Wow, not mixed together. Like, that was not the problem, Rio. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Oh we're just having a time today. Rio, you are on fire tonight. (laughs) Jesus. I guess so. You know, I think realizing that this is sort of, um, as you said, the lower echelon of society, um, Gal is actually starting to relax a bit. And while she doesn't, like, call him over for an order, um, when he does, I assume he eventually comes back to the table. Oh, yeah, he's he's coming after he makes his rounds and, you know, some people will pay their tab. You notice that some of them pay more than what their meal mm-hmm. might have cost. Mm-hmm. I see. And when he does, he's like... <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I will pay this forward. Don't you worry. Oh, sweetheart. And um, yeah, yeah. So, and then other people, obviously, they say, you know, I can't pay this week. And I'll actually, there's a number of them that before they leave, they give them a hug. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Aunt, why are you doing this? What do you mean? Why am I doing what? <laughs> He's gonna kill this guy. This is too wholesome. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> this man is gonna die. And yeah, you know, people filter in, filter out. And he does, after I think a, a number of people have left, because it's now like kind of early evening, people have left to go home, you know, they've had their meal, he'll return to you, he's like, so is there anything else I could bring you, friends? So Galva is still sort of tongue-tied, but I think she like kind of points out something on the menu. I think he leans in like over her, uh, well, not over her shoulder, but like beside her, and he's like, oh, I make that extra special, you got it, and he writes down what you want. I don't know what it is, I... It's delicious, mm-hmm. though. It's whatever it is. It's delicious. It's, it's ratatouille. <laughs> why, why is it rat? Never mind. I just like the word ratatouille. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say like, oh, it's probably like a lasagna. And I'm like, that's kind of a casserole, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it they're is. All, yeah. They're all just different types of casserole. Yeah. Oh God, I'll get the cheeseburger <laughs> casserole. 
it probably exists. Do they come in just cheeseburger though? Yeah, I'd like the cheeseburger shaped cheeseburger casserole, please. Um, <laughs> no, I, th- I, no. Th- I think when you get a cheeseburger, he makes the patties with self, and he's because he has giant mitts. Oh god, the burger patties are huge. Like the the portions. Goliath will eat the whole bitch. Oh no, maybe Finch will share this with Ao. It's like a two pound <laughs> cheeseburger. Oh god! Oh my god! <laughs> a fucking meat bomb. Galva will get a double decker. <laughs> well, she's also gigantic, so feed yes. that woman. Yeah. yeah, we could probably feed anything we don't eat to Galva. And the patty is oddly <laughs> paw shaped. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's making them himself, it's too cute to eat now. <laughs> so I think you guys put in your orders, and he's scurry. I want to say scurry, but he's very rotund, so he just kind of wobbles back behind and he goes into the kitchen and he starts prepping everything and you notice that you know no one else is working there but like he could leave the bar unattended he doesn't care because mm-hmm. no one's gonna snatch his shit yeah no one's gonna steal shit from this man and if they tried everyone else in the fucking establishment would kick their ass yeah yeah, yeah i get much. the feeling that that's what would happen because he's a great boy so about i would say about half hour later he comes out he's got your plates balanced on his big muscly arms and he comes out, and again, like, he lays out this cheeseburger that's just, like, the size of your head, Elias. Oh. And he brings out all, you know, whatever food you guys ordered. I'm pretty sure if Ao ordered anything, the, the food is bigger than her. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> leftovers. Um, she, she might ask for, like, leftovers. Oh, yeah. He absolutely will give you, like, carry-out containers. He's more than happy to oblige. So I just did the quick math. Okay. Just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, okay. a two-pound burger for Ao would be the equivalent of, like, a 25-pound burger for a normal-sized person. Holy Christ. Amazing. <laughs> Are there eating challenges at this fucking establishment? Um, no, because everyone is encouraged to eat what they want and take what they need. Mm-hmm. We have to save this man. I don't know what we're saving him from, but we have to save this man. So I think <laughs> after he brings you your food, he looks at your drinks, so he's like, does anyone need anything freshened up? Yes. Could I actually get a glass of water, please? Oh, of, um, of course. Thank you. He will freshen up Zelias's pomegranate cider and get you a Hell, glass of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More booze. <laughs> Galva will have more booze, too. Okay. She's yeah. just quiet about asking for it. Yeah, all right, everyone gets... So he's like, well, if anyone needs anything else, I'll be right over there. Don't be afraid to call out Darius, because I'll come around. All right. I can't wait to see you run. <laughs> oh my God. He says that good-naturedly. Uh, he's like, oh, it's... Finger guns. Listen, I'm faster than I look. I, you know what? I do believe that, actually. <laughs> and uh, he laughs and goes behind the counter, and he starts, you know, cleaning plates and, and washing dishes and glasses and whatnot. So you guys can enjoy your meal. So what would you guys like to do? Enjoy my meal. Enjoy my we're, meal. Weren't we here to ask information? I know. Yeah, we were <laughs> trying to get it for me. I mean, want to ask stuff. I just need to figure out, like, what we can ask. Take your time. Yeah, that's my thing too, Scott. I'm like, okay, I want to know what the fuck is going on with this fucking Curie syndicate, but um, mm-hmm. how do we ask that, like, delicately? I figured Zelias would just, well, somebody can just start bitching about, man, those fuckers at the dock accosting us for money immediately upon landing. What a bunch of dickheads. I mean, I feel like Zelias has to do that, because look at mm. his company. Well, I mean, maybe Ao. You could also just ask him about t- the torments. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's not serving other customers, he's just chilling. Yeah, he's just, he's cleaning plates and washing dishes, and, you know, he's making himself, like, even if he was, he could, you know, he'll just be like, he'll tell you one second, and then he'll get right over yeah, to sure. you. I mean, do you want to walk up to the bar, or do you want to be- uh, beckon him over? Because he'll sit with you, too. Let him pull up a chair. Yeah. Let's, let's beckon him over. Okay. Like, hey, man, 
You look like you're working hard. Come chill. Yeah. You can use Ada's chair. She's sitting on the table. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, yeah, I think when you call him over, he's like, oh, well, all right. He'll come right over. He, he waddles over and he, he takes a seat and he kind of claps his head. He's like, so what can I do for you fine folks? <sighs> Apparently, I got bored and just started <laughs> Never mind. Gosh. You're dismissed. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can go back to work. Sorry. No. Uh, just, what's the way to bring it up, I guess? Oh, so this might sound like a rude question, but yeah, I'm not the most polite person in the world. You ever get any of those obnoxious missionaries coming in here? I think he laughs. He's like, oh, 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 oh you're talking about the, the, the people from the Church of Torm. Yeah, the Tormans, yeah. <laughs> Is that what they're called? I don't know. I've just been calling them that for some reason. <laughs> oh, I, I believe they're called Tourmalines. Tourmalines, that's, that's all like a rock. Ah! <laughs> there we go. I had to get you back. The Tormanites. The Tormanites. <laughs> He's like, well, well, what do you mean, friend? What's what's wrong? Oh, nothing's really wrong. It's just as soon as we made Bach. What? As soon made as we port. landed. Made port. Thanks. I've had two of these already. They're very good, by the way. As soon as we made port and jumped off the ship, two of those clowns came up to us and were like, Hey, you want to hear about Space Jesus? And we're like, well, no. But, you know, they told us about Space Jesus anyway. That's not what he's called. Torm. He kind of like he rings his, his hands together, not nervously, but he's like, you, you uh you you folks aren't from around here, are you? No, no. How could you tell? Oh well, uh, you for for one thing, you called them Tormanites. Uh but you know I what? I did call them that. That's all right. Look, he kind of he points to the uh, <laughs> little the charm in his beard. He's like, I'm a fellow believer in Torm myself, but uh well, between you and me, he kind of leans forward, he's like they're a little aggressive when they try to. Well, I don't want to say convert because, well, b- believers of Torm want people to do what they can for others, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, friend? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And well, they're uh, they're a little aggressive for my taste, but uh, I noticed well, that. You see, they work for Lady Zasliara, and she she tends to she keeps this town running. Running by costing people when they make part and being like please donate to our charge we don't have money <laughs> what was that accent that's, that's not how they sound <laughs> at all <laughs> they didn't sound like that i'm just listen i've had two of these like i said you put a lot in them it's a very good cider by the way he says well he's like well it's all for um, in the name of torm and he looks a little unsure is it though well uh i mean uh, all the services in town are are, are paid for by by the tithes that, that people give to the, the Curie Syndicate. So it's paid for by the people. Well, yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Which, I don't know, that feels kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That I mean, it's all well and good, but they could have really done without trying to completely invalidate Sparrow's religion. That was really rude. That was super rude. I think when he hears that, I think Darius puts his, his hand on Finch's shoulder, mm-hmm. and he just goes... I'm real sorry about that, friend. That's not... Uh, believers of Torm, we want people to feel safe in their, their own beliefs and their own skin, and I'm I'm real sorry to hear that happen to you, friend. Oh, uh, well, please don't worry about it. I didn't take it personally. I don't take those sorts of things personally. Well, I I, I wouldn't be a follower of Torm if I, if I at least didn't offer you a, a kind word and apology. Well, um, the apology is appreciated. It's not necessary, but... Thank you, all the same. I accept. And he nods and he goes, Well, uh, 
he looks a little nervous, actually, as he's talking about this. Like, he's trying to change the subject a little bit. Ha! We've made mm-hmm. him nervous. <laughs> you made this good <laughs> man uncomfortable. Yeah. He's like, well, uh, they, uh, the, the syndicate pays for a lot of things. They pay for the, the School of Valor, for one thing. Uh, you, you go there, and there's all kinds of stuff you can learn. It's one, one of the greatest libraries on Doth is here. Why is your food so cheap? Oh, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's cheap, friend. I, I put a lot of heart into it. You do put a ton of heart in it and a ton of fucking meat. This is how much meat? Two pounds of meat? <laughs> um, how much Dar- did I pay for it? Darius, I, I believe he meant, why is your food so inexpensive? <gasps> oh, 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 oh that, well, that, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. That, that is what I'm, oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, That's that made it sound like I didn't like He looks at you, Elias, and he's like, would you like another pomegranate cider, friend? Because it need looks one. like they're hitting you pretty good. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I might have to just cut myself off because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking real poorly tonight. And I think he goes, well, well, uh, you see, uh, because of the, the taxes and the tithes, uh, well, a lot of folks around here are a little, uh, a little on the, on the poor side. Yeah. For lack of better words. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And, uh, hmm. well, I, I wouldn't be a follower of Torm if, uh, if I didn't make sure that people around here were fed healthy and, and good. Well, that's very nice of you. Uh, I'm, so the, the way I see it, uh, if you can afford to pay more, than your meal costs, then I put that towards someone else's bill. Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. But, I don't know, you said taxes and tithe? He looks a little bit around the room again, a little nervously. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the taxes go to the, the upkeep of the city, too. Uh, the, the tithes can't all go to, to Oposa's upkeep, you know? So these people are paying this Oposa person double? Oposa's the city. The, yeah, this Oposa yeah. city. Yeah. Who's the person? I don't really care. Z- Z- <laughs> <laughs> wow, Rio. Zazzleyama. Z- Zazzleyara. I'll put it in the chat. Zazzle. Zazzle. So they're paying Zazzle double, is what you're saying, essentially. Well, they're not paying her double. They're paying that the tides go to Zazzleyara and, and the taxes go to the government. Mm-hmm. Who's at the top of the government? Oh, uh, well, uh, that, that would be the uh, the, the Curie Syndicate, I suppose. But uh, right. different a different branch. It still kind of sounds like horseshit that you gotta pay <laughs> two separate things, entities, that much fucking money that people have to come here for free food. Oh, well, they don't always come here for free food. Just, you know, sometimes when you have a little extra, you give a little extra. You know, we're we're all here to help one another. No, I and, get that. And, and uh, all the people in the city are believers of Torm, so we all try and pay it forward when we can. We all help each other. You know, that's good. You know, that I like the sound of that, but I don't know, it just... Rubs me the wrong way when people in power take money from people who ain't. Well, I mean, you can't take money with you when you die, right, friend? Watch me. <laughs> well, maybe not, but you do need it to live. Well, uh, I mean, well, I, if, if, if I may, uh, I don't really need a lot of money to live. Uh, I, I'm honestly sustained by helping out my friends. And that's the way it should be for everyone, isn't it? He kind of like pats his belly. He's like, yeah, you see me, I'm not starving. No, you're sure not. <laughs> He's, ha, 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 ha. But, uh, uh well, uh, uh I, I appreciate your, your, uh, your concern, friends. Uh, I'm doing all right. Don't, don't you worry about old Darius the Stout. I'm doing fine. I'm do- bringing the good word of Torm. You know, you're doing a much better job of it than those people we met out at the dock. Mm, I agree. He smiles. Uh, he believes that's a genuine compliment. And it is. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, he takes it for the genuine compliment that it is. If you want to... No, I'm fucking why with you, him. Why don't you roll some insight? Okay. 
insight on this nice man. Oh, wow. Okay. What is my ins- Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, Calva! <laughs> oh, Calva! Oh. is so busy eating her cheeseburger! <laughs> Calva is like, Borg! I mean, I feel like this conversation would be of intense interest to her, but the food is really good. Um, Yo, I, this guy put his blood the, and tears into the, it, the, not his blood and semen. Out, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> the way I'll, I, I think I will action on this three is that I think you're paying attention to the conversation, but I think given mm -hmm. the situation, I don't think Galva really knows how to really help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a little bit like, I feel you, buddy. Yeah, but like this is a little bit beyond her. Not that she doesn't care. Like she, I, I feel like she's absolutely paying attention to this conversation. But it's reached a point where it's like, I don't know what is actionable here. Yeah, no, it's a little too close to the world she came from in some ways. Right. Like, she's just like, yeah, what, what can you do, friend? Mm -hmm. The rest of you, as Darius was talking about the syndicate, you get the impression that he doesn't approve of what they're doing. You could tell that he is a staunch believer in Torm, in um, acting courageous and out of righteousness and self-sacrifice. Like, he has internalized these tenets, and he's doing his best the only way that he knows how. Hmm. And bringing up the fact that yeah, this whole system is very predatory towards the people who genuinely want to believe in this higher power. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that their courageousness and their self-sacrifice will one day be rewarded, whether it's, you know, through people paying it forward or even when they pass. He believes that there's definitely something wrong with the way the syndicate is doing things. And... Based on that, it seems like he might have more insight into the inner workings of the syndicate. Okay, I think I know. Go. Mm. I just need, need to figure out how I want to word this. I basically want to, like, hint that we were... Like, not outright say, hey, we're on a job for Vaca to spy on the fucking syndicate, because that's not really a thing you say in a tavern. Right. <laughs> well, we also don't have to tell them that we're on a job. We yeah. can just say, hey, we're spying on the syndicate for funsies, wink. Well, I wouldn't say, like, spying, like... Researching? Researching might be a good way to put it. Hmm. Maybe hint that, like, we're secret agents on behalf of the Adamantine Authority rather than, like, their rivals on planet. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to the nice man too much. Yeah. Lying's a sin. <laughs> I mean, just in terms of, like, if he does start to, like, be like, oh, why are these people, who are they working for? Who do you work for? Well, our, our own damn selves, really. Yeah. We work yeah. for me. <laughs> you're looking at him. You're talking to him. You fed him the pomegranate juice. Uh, no, I'm the boss. You know, for as terrible as some of the shit Elias does, Galva would be, like, nowhere without him at this point. Mm. <laughs> That's really sad. Uh -oh. So, actually, one of the things that you may have noticed also... Mm -hmm. Darius does not ask really any invasive questions. Whatever your circumstances oh. are, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. he, he's so good. Like he's he does not judge people. So yeah, he has not asked any anybody anything. Mm -hmm. Like about their about their circumstances or or anything. Okay. He's more polite than we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think like after he starts like looking a bit nervous regarding the syndicate when that's brought up. Okay. 
I think Ao might uh, lean over and just kind of not like whispers, but just in a hush that might not be able to be heard over like the general din of the crowd. Okay. Oh uh, well, I can't say I'm really a follower of Tor myself. I would not be surprised if he may have brought us here for a reason. Uh, we are here uh, doing a job involving, uh, we'll say, looking into the syndicate for a few things. Okay. Quick question in regards to um, to Ao. Ao is, mm-hmm. doesn't really care as much for personal space, right? Not really, no. Okay, because I was gonna say, if you wanted to, I feel like you could just literally flutter over and sit on Darius's shoulder. Yeah, I think like once she knows that uh, Darius doesn't really worry about personal space. Yeah, I think with your insight role from before, I think you could absolutely uh, ascertain that. Yeah. He was demonstrating that the first time we walked in, too. Yeah, yeah. he was very, he's been very touchy feely with everyone. Like I said, mm-hmm. he, a lot of the customers, patrons that he knows, he knows by name. You know, some of them hugged him on the way out. Like, there's always a lot of, uh, you know, he's a very warm, friendly person and does not care for, you know, personal mm-hmm. space. So, yeah, I think AO, I think you could very easily just kind of fly over, sit on his shoulder. I think he'd actually be delighted by that. Mm hmm. Because he is a portly lion, and he likes having people close to him. Mm. So I think you could do that and sort of very low so that oh, he, could he, he could hear. And I think as you like sort of talk in his ear, he does that cat thing where the ear flicks. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And so I think he nods, and he goes, well, uh, hmm. tell you what, why don't you come back here after close and we'll We'll talk a little bit more. I, I want to make sure that everyone here is taken care of, but uh, when we close down, why don't you come around the back? Yeah, I believe we should be able to do that. Uh, in the meantime, though, would you need any help? Maybe washing dishes or just, you know, having a little bit of extra hands behind the bar tonight? I think he goes, oh, uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't impose on something like that. Uh, we'll call it paying it forward for your time. Roll me persuasion with advantage. Okay. Aww. Aww. Uh, so that's an 18. Uh, let me roll real quick. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think he smiles and he gets a little teary-eyed. And he goes, all right, we'll call the paid it forward. And uh, I think after you eat, he calls. He's like, he's like uh, whenever you're ready, Tater, just meet me in the back of the kitchen. We'll get, get started. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I think in addition to that, Ao will also pay like a little more than what her meal cost. We'll just leave a generous tip there. Oh, yeah. Are you all doing that? Yeah, for sure. Fuck yeah. Sure. I think he gets just a big toothy grin, and he just goes, Torm bless you all. Aww. And he's just, Aww. he is so all fucking smiles. He is real happy. Um, so yeah. If someone wants to volunteer Galva, she'll absolutely help. I just don't know what a nine-foot Janasi woman could do to help Yo, clean the gutters. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, yeah, yeah, do you want to roll insight? Um, okay. I mean, you could just look around and I could probably tell you what... Uh, no. Never mind. <laughs> no, I dropped my die. Okay. <laughs> no, eight. <laughs> Aww. Um, actually, no, I think with an eight, I think you could kind of glance around. You see maybe... Uh, some of the uh, like more like machinery in terms of like you know the soda machine or whatever like the seltzer thing like some of the stuff could use a little bit of repair like he hasn't had the money to to do yes. general repairs on things mm-hmm. because he spends most of it at you know 
making sure there's food on the table and drinks for everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you oh, want, if you want to roll uh, mechanics to see if you could if you could repair that uh, that soda machine. Just gonna start on this without asking. <laughs> that is eighteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think you flush the line. I think you see that there's a couple of things that need some replacing, but even though you don't really need to replace them, like you could clean them so that the, they function better. I'm not going to try and get the internal workings of a space soda machine. <laughs> a magic space soda yeah. machine. As opposed to being like, hey, here's a list of parts that need replacing. I think you do your best to service the thing with the parts that you have. Mm-hmm. And he probably has a couple of like spare things that you could you know, use to interchange things. So yeah, I think you managed to clean that up Hell yeah. and get it working really well. Yeah. And meanwhile, Ao, you're cleaning dishes and whatnot. Does anyone else want to do anything? Uh, this place has floors. <laughs> <laughs> it sure oh. does. Let's Gotta clean the swab floors. The deck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do I want to make you roll for it? No, I'm not gonna make you roll for it. How hard is it to fucking sweep and mop a floor? I don't know. You've had two pomegranate ciders. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is actually a good point. <laughs> So uh, you know what? Roll me, uh, roll me dex. Roll me, roll me a dex save. Um. Okay. It's save, right? <laughs> yeah, save. Uh, hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a seven. I'm gonna tell you right now. It, it, it's not gonna be a hard check to pass cleaning the floors. Yeah. Uh, seven though. <laughs> I think with a seven, I think you might trip over the mop a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, like, as you're sweeping, accidentally bump into a couple of patrons that are still eating. Yeah. But I'm so fucking charming that they don't care, right? Yeah, I think you're fine. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm helping their buddy clean. Yeah, honestly, I think they see that you're all kind of like... Like, Darius performs such a great service to the community that the fact that four strangers are coming in and are actually, like, helping is... Like, they're all really, like wow, these people are really kind because not even the syndicate's acolytes come in and, and do that. Wow. Douchebags. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're great pirates. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yep. And as someone who is such a staunch believer in Torm, the fact that the acolytes don't help in, in this establishment in any way. That was kind of like horse mm-hmm. shit. Yeah they're, yeah, they're a little like, huh. So you might be turning some heads in a good way. I'm making some friends by being stupid and running into them. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Sorry. You clown. Try the burger. It's Finch, the would you like to do anything? Yeah, I think Finch will join Ao in the kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. Dishes, taking out the trash, tidying up, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I need to make you guys roll for that. Oh, you guys did over drink. <laughs> yeah. I think your captain has a problem. Finch had a glass of water with their drink. I don't know how much Ao actually drank. Of that normal people-sized um, I mean, You know what? You, you want to roll me a constitution save? Sure. Uh, that's a nat 20. So it's 22. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you feel the effects of alcohol, Ao. Like, ever. <laughs> I feel like fairy kin just, they're like, hey, we don't process alcohol. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure Galva drank as much as Elias, but also, I mean. She's like she's twice the size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to make a nine foot tall Genasi unless you really start drinking. No, I mean, he didn't bring out, like, a keg, so I think we're all yeah, right. Yeah, no, you had, you're fine. <laughs> and you were drinking with dinner, so that's going to mitigate quite a bit, yes. too, probably. Yeah. Thanks, Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know what? Actually, I will of you, every single one of you, get a point of inspiration. Oh. Yeah. Because I think Darius looks around at you guys, 
you know, doing this work and whatnot. And it's not like the community doesn't help him. They do. Mm-hmm. But strangers from off world, or at least outside the city, yeah, they don't do this. Yeah, like you said, we just rolled in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those things like he's feeling truly blessed by Torm now. Like his good work towards the community is being rewarded in the form of you four helping him. Torm didn't fucking do it. I mopped his floor. <laughs> God didn't make this sandwich. I'm playing. I'm being a bitch. So I think after, you know, a couple more hours pass and it's closing time, he turns the sign around out front to say that it's closed, locks the door, and he turns to you all and says, I can't thank you all enough for the help. You you four are truly, truly some of the best people I've ever met. You haven't known me for very long. <laughs> <laughs> That'll change, mate. Now, what can I do for the four of you in regards to the syndicate? What can I tell you? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, we're trying to get it in as high up as we can. I'm afraid we can't divulge too much information on the job we have, but uh, in order to get there, we have our suspicions that Zasliar has some information that we need to know. Well, hmm. all right, tell you what, tell you what. I've got a friend in the syndicate. He's he's a good man. I, I promise you that. He's not... Well, he's, he, he falls in step with Zasliara, but he makes sure that whatever tithes he gets goes back to the community. So, uh, he works at the School of Valor. So, if you go to the School of Valor, you're going to ask for a, a, a Furbolg, and his name is Kelhorn. I'll put it in the chat for you. Kelhorn? Thank you. Now, you tell him that Darius the Stout sent you, and he'll know that you're not just poking around for, for nefarious means or or whatever, and uh, he he reaches into his his apron, and he pulls mm-hmm. out a brass ring with the, the right gauntlet emblem of Torm, mm-hmm. and he hands it to Ao, and he goes, "You go oh. ahead and you you show that wherever you go, and those acolytes they won't bother you." I like the sound of that. I do too, honestly. Oh, thank you very much. This will help immensely. You have you've helped us a lot. I think he looks at you guys and he goes. Well, uh, you know, I've seen my fair share of off-worlders here, but, uh, you know, you four, uh, uh, I've been at this a long time, and uh, you four have, have rekindled my faith in Torm. That uh, I feel like the good I do, it, it goes somewhere. And uh, you've helped me more than you know. Aww. And he just goes, come here, come here. And he kind of holds out his arms. He wants a hug. Yeah, well, it, it will give him a hug as, as much okay. as he is able. Yes. Sure, does, fuck does it. Anyone else want to get in on this? He he looks very. I want to get in on this fluffy yeah, kitty cat he's hug. He's so rounded, huggable, <laughs> and friend shaped. He's so good. We're keeping him. Someone pull Galva into this. I do that. <laughs> yeah, I think he just goes, bring it in, bring it in. Oh. <laughs> All right, it's it. And he he's hugging you. He's like, Don't drool on me. What are you he's doing? He's not drooling. All right. And uh, he goes. I want you to know that no matter what happens, you're you're ever in a posa. You got a place here where there's you'll always have warm food, and you always have a place here with old Darius the Stout. Aww, you're a good dude. You know that. I try to be. Huh? I think you're natural at it. So I think he's like, oh well, uh, hmm. it's awfully late. Uh, tell you what, 
I got some rooms upstairs. Why don't you come on up and stay the night with old Darius? Are you sure? Oh, of course. Aw. What time is it? it it's, uh, it's a closing time. It's like probably like 11. Oh, fuck. We've been here for a while. Yeah. Yep. Drinking yep. cider, cleaning up. You know what? That's well, I mean, point. there was probably nothing else we had to do around town. Not that I'm aware and, of. And I mean, we're getting our good deeds out of the way so we don't feel as bad about doing crimes later. I'm going to commit <laughs> sins later. So yeah, we got to do this now. Yeah, we got to balance out your future sins. Let's balance yeah. the quota. Got to maintain that neutral alignment. That's true. That's true. So you guys uh, are welcome to stay the night. Uh, I know Zelias doesn't sleep. Nah. So, I mean, if you want, you could kind of roam around up on the upper floors of this this establishment. Hell yeah, Roman. Okay. Are you being quiet about it, or? I'm not going to be a raucous asshole. I'm going to, if there's people sleeping, I'm going to be quiet. Right, let me ask a question to the party. Who, who among you is just going to go to sleep? Um, hmm. I mean, I think Galva might stay up a while rather than just immediately crashing into a pile, but like, <laughs> she's probably just going to hang out in her room. Okay. I think Finch might go to sleep fairly quickly. Um, they have this haunted skull that is like <laughs> yeah. a very good alarm clock, guard dog kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. they've always got someone watching their back, so they're good just sleeping. The other thing that I will say is... Uh, you guys do feel very safe in, in Darius's home. Don't tell me how I feel. Well, I'm, the way I, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing, I know it's it's more along like I mean, you guys were just in prison and whatnot. We get the idea that it's not dangerous. Yeah, it's very homey. Yeah. So, I mean, if Zelias is going to be up and about, I think Ao's pretty safe and passing out pretty quickly. So I think uh, Zelias, why don't you roll hmm. me perception? Sure thing. Also, I found a Let's sound effect for when uh, Darius hugs people. <gasps> oh. oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's wonderful. You said perception. Yes. Uh, that is a nineteen percept. So when Darius was showing you guys rooms and whatnot, there was enough rooms for you all to have your own private spaces. Uh, they're not very big rooms, but they're small enough because mm-hmm. he uh, occasionally lets people stay in his at the upstairs of his tavern. Sure, sure. So one of the rooms. It does have, uh, like, his nameplate on it. Mm-hmm. The door is open, a crack, and there is, uh, there's some light streaming in. Like, he has not gone to sleep yet. Okay. So. Do I creep on this nice fucking cat man? Oh, do you want to? Sure, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll listen at the door first before I fucking, like, just annoy this guy while he's trying to read a book or whatever. You hear the clanging of metal. Okay. Ding dong. And then I turn around and go back to bed. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, plot hook. No. Bye, plot hook. <laughs> I'll, I'll knock on the door, like, gently. I don't want to, like, wake up other people. I think you hear, like, the sudden, like, someone scrambling to, with metal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, oh, well, one second, one second. Um, and then, uh, uh come in. I, I peek my head in. I'm like, what are you doing? Hiding your porn? You don't got to worry. Like, <laughs> oh, what's, oh, what's your problem? Oh, 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 <laughs> Tommy, is uh, everything, everything all right? Uh, do, do, oh. do you need a warm glass of milk before you go? Uh, oh, you don't sleep, do you? Uh, well, no, nah, I'm an elf. I mean, do, uh, do, you, do you need something? No, I... He is very casually and obviously leaning on a wardrobe that looks like he's trying to keep shut. Okay, I don't have to roll anything to see that it's trying to open, or... He's very clearly putting his weight against it. Okay. 
you know what? No, I think I'm good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna enter the room and just close the door behind me. Okay. And I'm gonna say, "You got a dead body in there? What are you doing?" <laughs> what? Well, no, oh, of course not. Oh, come on. Uh, oh, a live body. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Respect. It's fine. It's, Sometimes it's I have not, to hide bodies too. It's, it's, oh, all right. I guess I'm. That's a joke. I'm busted. Uh-huh. Yeah, I busted you. Uh. Busted makes me feel good. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We all take away that point of inspiration. <laughs> oh, all right. No. It's gone. Oh, I'm keeping it. You can't have it. No. So he kind of steps aside, and as he does, the wardrobe falls open, and this uh, gleaming set of plate armor... Is there a witch in it? This gleaming set of plate armor just clatters to the floor. Like a lion, witch, and wardrobe joke. You wouldn't let me... No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! So Darius looks kind of bashful. And actually... So whoever's asleep, roll me perception with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Whoever's still awake, roll me perception. Hell yeah, not going to bed right away. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it was fucking gone. Oh, it's okay. Galva, you hear the clatter of metal. Mm-hmm. Finch, you are awoken by, again, the sound of metal kind of crashing to the floor. I think you kind of, like, bolt upright, and Wilhelm goes, Mm -hmm. Hey, what the hell was that? Oh my god, I don't know. Should I find out? Uh, I I, I don't know. You think Captain's up to trouble? Up to no good? (laughs) Have you met the man? Uh, That's a yes. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you better go and make sure he's not dead, Finchy. Finch picks up the skull, puts it in their bag. Yeah! Creeps out into the hallway. So much for a good night's sleep. By the time Finch is coming out of their room, um, Galva's already, like, out of hers. Like, sort of the ready, but, like, just... Ayo, I think you just literally sprawled across the pillow. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> She's a sweetie, and I love her. Just sawing logs. Just, just gone. Like, in the most unattractive limbs akimbo, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like half hanging off the bed so yeah <laughs> oh, I love her. is she drooling a little bit just a little bit yeah yeah um so finch <laughs> and galva you see the the light oh you closed the door didn't you Elias? sure did okay Maybe peeking out from underneath the crack yeah. in the door yes yeah, yeah. you see the light in the other room so yeah you see the the light peeking out from under the door and you don't see Elias. i mean you don't know if he's not in his own room yeah i know i mean you could check Elias's room did he leave his door open? I think he closed it behind him, but it's not locked. Yeah, I think we should just poke our head in there real quick. Uh, yeah, Zelias is not in that room. Yeah. Sorry, okay. idiots. <laughs> I don't mean that. I love you guys. So does Finch go for the door? Yeah, I think so. I think, actually, because I think Galva wouldn't go for it initially, but if she sees that Finch is reaching for it, she'll kind of, like, quietly be like, you know, allow me and... Gets ready with the sword and, like, kind of slowly opens the door. Jesus. (laughs) Listen, she is a warrior and a guardian, and there's some some sort of weapons shit going on. True, but you guys (laughs) have heard of knocking, right? So, Galva, I think you stick your head in, you see Zelias standing there, and you see Darius standing over just a pile of gleaming plate mail. Awesome. Oh, hey. And he's nervously wringing his hands. He's like, oh, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, oh no! Oh, it's just armor. Oh, what are you getting all uppity uh, about? I'm, uh, I'm real sorry about that, folks. Uh, I was a little, little startled there by your friend Tommy. I, 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 Tommy's um, very aggressive. And uh, well, uh, I mean, I was, I was kind of 
uh, well, uh, it's kind of, he kind of kicks lightly the armor with his foot. I was kind of, uh, taking a trip down memory lane. All right. You were a warrior of sorts? Um, ha, oh, oh, oh some, some sorts, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to start just picking up the armor off the floor. What sorts? So, Zelias, roll me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Roll me either history or religion. Let's see what I'm good at. Uh, well, those are both intelligence, so <laughs> don't matter. So neither. <laughs> 19 oh. plus 3. Oh, wow. I'm getting, like, good rolls on the shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> you recognize. So, actually, uh, in your travels, Zelias, uh-huh. you, rec- you would recognize armor like this. Okay. If this armor is any indication, Darius was at least a former paladin of Torm. Oh, okay. I think Zelias looks very impressed. <whistles> he whistles because he's so impressed. And based on the way the armor is kind of tailored, this was in his younger days when he wasn't so round. When he was a Aww. less less round lay man. Yes, when he tiger. when he was a little more Dorito shaped. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think this is gonna fit you now, mate. <laughs> he he laughs. He's like, oh, that that was uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't worn this stuff in in years. Um, huh. oh, not since before the uh the the syndicate. That's a shame. They don't let you do these things. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> He's so pissed. No, they don't. <laughs> wow, that was an appropriately timed growl. Um, I think he just. <laughs> I think for the first, yeah, I think for the first time since you've met him, he he's his visage is a little a little darker. He's like, uh, no, uh, not not since uh, Zasliara took over. Um, things uh things in the in in the Brazen Spire have uh have changed. Huh. But doesn't she need warriors? Uh, not not when you can just buy whatever you need. He picks up the gauntlet and he looks at it. He's got a very distant, sad expression on his face, and he goes, uh, oh, no. "Once upon a time, there was a uh, there was an order of paladins under form here in Aposa. We, uh, you know, we saw to the police and and, and governance, and uh, you know, there, there were cardinals and whatnot that uh, we worked under. And well, things were different, but uh, then Zasliara came to power and." Uh, well, she changed things. She started going around and saying, saying things like, "If you if you pay a tithe to the church, the Torm will bless you." And well, uh, I don't. He looks at you, Finch, and he's like, uh, "I forget. Did Finch say that they were a follower of Kelimvor to Darius, or did he just mention that they, you know, they tried to they made fun of his god or their god?" They did not mention Kelimvor by okay. name to Darius. Okay, um, but yeah, I think so. I think he looks to Finch. He's like. You know, when they uh when they, they kinda look down on your god there, friend. Um I don't rightly know what god you follow, but um I, I, I don't know if you've heard from them in a long time, but uh I I haven't heard from Torm for, for, for quite a while. Um, um and he um he actually like his eyes are getting a little teary. Oh no. I hate it. Did um did Torm used to actually speak to you? Um uh not so much speak to me, but, uh, well, as, as a follower of Torm, uh, I used to get a certain fulfillment from helping those in need. Uh, it's sort of a, 
I, I felt his presence when I when I when I know I did the right thing. But uh, not long after uh, after Zasliara disbanded the order, uh, I stopped feeling it. Hmm. And uh, he kind of like he's the way he's turning the gauntlet over in in his hands. His hands are kind of shaking. Oh, poor sad bear. He's a lion. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, when uh, when you devote your life to something, and all of a sudden it's just gone one day. It's uh, it's hard. Uh, I don't don't get me wrong. Uh, I I still believe Torm's out there somewhere. You know, fighting the good fight and 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 protecting those who need it. But uh, I think uh. And he, he, he's holding back sobs right now. Oh, no. And he's like, uh, I just, when I look at what Zastiara has done to the city, to the people, uh, I, I wish there was more I could do. I think Finch steps into the room and they actually, they do approach him and put a hand on his arm. They don't say anything, but like they, this is speaking to them on like a, a personal level as well, because... You know what he said about devoting your life to something and all of a sudden it's just gone one day. God damn, they can relate. Oops. I think he he looks at you, like he looks at your hand on his arm and uh, he does that, you know, like he, he, he sucks up the snot. Ugh. And, uh, you know, he uses his other hand to wipe his eyes. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, friends. Uh, I just, uh, the you know, you guys doing what you did today made me think about what it was like back in the order, back before everything, everything changed. And, uh, you know, I haven't felt this good in a long time. And I promise you that, uh, these aren't, these aren't necessarily sad tears. Well, I didn't figure they were. But, uh, I, I wish there was something I could do about this. And I think he, he starts picking up the armor and you could tell, like, even though he has not worn it in so long, it's been, you know, decades now probably a good like 20 years mm -hmm. he has maintained it i mean galva you could absolutely see that yeah. he's made sure that everything is polished it's repaired yeah i was gonna ask about that like yeah if he okay oh no that that's heartbreaking um also i am curious because also galva's heavily invested in helping this man uh -huh. oh for mm -hmm. sure yeah so he, this whole stuff that he's talking about, about like just not feeling gods anymore. Um, she's been sort of wandering around for a while. Has she? Can I roll religion to see if she's like heard anything about this? You may. Look, okay, that's an eight. Probably not. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no, with an eight. Okay, so I think because just strictly by the fact that you've wandered so much, mm -hmm. I think that you do get the idea. Like, okay, so. In Finch's case, as a cleric or a priest, they do still channel the gods for their abilities, for their spells. Mm -hmm. So spells still work. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to feeling the presence of gods, mm -hmm. you have heard people say that some of their prayers ring hollow. Or, you know, certain warlocks, when they get powers from their patron deity, they liken it to being almost like in a, like, a wind tunnel, like it's muffled. Hmm. Like something is stopping it. So like they're there. They're either distant somewhere very, 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 very far away that is just not fathomable. Or mm -hmm. something is like filtering them out. Interesting. I don't know what I'm going to do with that knowledge right now, but I wanted to know it. And it's the same <laughs> thing. And I, I should also say Finch mm -hmm. with Kelimvor. Like I said, whenever you draw upon Kelimvor, 
your prayers or whatever are answered, but it just, it doesn't feel right. And it's always felt that way. For as long as you've been a follower of Kalimbor, it has always felt that way. Okay, so I guess I would describe it as like there's no like personal connection, I guess. Um, I feel like I understand what you're saying as far as like how this is feeling, but I, I want to nail it down a little bit better. Okay, let me put it like this. It's almost okay. as if like if you were trying to speak to Kalimbor, mm-hmm. your message get through what returns as if, as if it was gone through an intermediary. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. So Finch can tell, like, when they're talking to Kelimvor, they can tell that that he hears them? Yes. Okay. So what Darius is describing is that he believes and he can pray to Torm. Mm -hmm. And he knows his prayers and his word and everything is reaching Torm. It's just on the return, whenever he draws upon Torm's power, it rings hollow. And that was only since... Zamboni came to power, or <laughs> Zamboni. It's it's something that so he said things changed when Zaslera came to power, but mm-hmm. he's implying that things were like this for a while beforehand. Okay, mm. uh... yeah, I guess Zaslera was just like the straw that broke Camel's back, right? Hmm. Almost as if Zaslera saw this, you know, that saw that something wasn't right and kind of used that to her advantage to take power. Yeah, she power. moved in to take advantage yes. of it. Yes. Okay. Capitalize on it, yeah. Yes. That was just killer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it would be funny. It would be funny. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I think he starts to, so he opens up the wardrobe again and he starts to put the armor back on the rack the way, like there's mounts in the wardrobe for him to mm-hmm. place it. I'll hand him the piece that I picked up. And uh, you'll notice, too, touching it. on either door of the wardrobe are two twin tower shields mm. with the right hand of Torm emblazoned on the front. Did this man fight exclusively with shields, and? Yep. Yes, he did. God! Good. Double shield. Yes, his, well, his entire focus was protecting. Oh. He is Darius the Stout. He is the Wall of Justice. Oh. It, that's a cool name. Um, My name's not that cool. <laughs> now, the one time I actually know what I wanted to say and Ao is fucking asleep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody go wake her up. I mean, you can. But uh, he puts everything and he kind of looks at it very wistfully. Like, he's he's obviously proud of those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I, I woke you folks up. Uh, I don't uh, no, I, I don't I don't like to make my uh, any of my problems, anyone else's burden. No, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be easy enough to go back to sleep. Uh, I don't sleep anyway. He doesn't sleep anyway. Um, I think Poe is still asleep. Uh, well, uh... Um, you don't have to worry about our burdens. We burden other people, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Jesus thinks happened. <laughs> no, that's what he meant. He's like, listen, we're burdening you right now. You are, you all are uh, awfully kind, and, uh, Oh, is there anything else I could do for you? <laughs> if, uh, if there's anything else I could, I could do for you, you, you just uh, you just name it. Uh, Darius the Stout is at your beck and call. He kind of does like a, a, a chest bump and like a, almost like a salute. Wait, I would die for this man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, but why, uh, why don't you all uh, hurry back off to bed? Uh, I, I, I promise I won't make a racket anymore. Oh, you're fine. Make as much racket as you want. No. So, that was a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> that was a weird way to phrase that. 
Thank you, Darius. Good night. And uh, he nods. And I think he, as he kind of ushers you guys out, he, he nods, you know, thankful. You guys understand or seem to understand. And he's mm-hmm. very thankful for the, the comforting hand that you, you lent him, Finch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's I think that's what you get for the night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he's not going to be making more of a more of a racket. Cool. He's going to go to sleep too. Yes, or at least he's going to try. Oh. So it is uh, eleven o'clock here. So it's what two a.m. Yeah. yeah. Uh, East Coast time. I think this is a good place to call it for the night. 